Trump wins a simple majority last night in New Hampshire, despite Nikki Haley outspending him probably at least four to one. Despite the Haley campaign working with Obama aides in an attempt to get as many Democrats to vote for Haley as possible. So we are going to dig into that today. And yet somehow Haley says, oh, this just means I need to go on. This just says I've got a chance. But then realistic people, of course, are saying the exact opposite. I think Vivek Ramaswamy, though, had it right from the beginning, though, didn't he? He said that the establishment's goal is to get it down to Trump and Haley and then just remove Trump from the equation, and then it's just Haley. And that's why he was sticking in the race, despite, at the time, pulling at about 10%. He said, well, look, i got to stay in, and it's going to be Haley. Well, now, maybe he was right. Why won't Haley just go away? She's the deep state pick on the Republican side. So we're going to dig into the results from last night. It was a big victory for Donald Trump. The numbers were huge. You've also got some developments. I think that Fannie Willis might have just made a major mistake. She should have just shut up with her uh, little little lover there. Her little prosecutor lover there. She should have just shut up. But now she opened her big fat mouth and has angered the wife of her lover even more. So if there was a chance to maybe buy her off or shut her up, Fannie Willis might have blown it. So we're going to talk about that. We have a statement today from Governor Greg Abbott responding to the Biden administration's human trafficking operation border invasion going on right now. And look, I'm still frustrated. I don't know how many illegal immigrants are actually going to be stopped with everything Abbott is doing, but he, he is, without a doubt, forcing the narrative war to happen. He is, without a doubt, forcing the issue to come up. To me, it's more of a deterrent or maybe a detour that the illegal immigrants are going to have to go in as far as what Abbott is doing. I still think they're coming across. But a real scathing statement today, probably probably the strongest thing Abbott has done. If you were to make a grade on efficiency and effectiveness, his statement today is probably actually the most efficient and the most effective. So we're going to read that for you. We also have a statement from Carrie Lake in regards to the leaked audio that we played it was, it was hard to believe it was even real. By the way, barely any mainstream news coverage last night. Maybe I'll give them a pass since it was a primary result night. So maybe I'll give them the pass for not covering it last night and, and it barely being a news story today. Now, the independent press, the, uh, the, um, the true American press, not the fake news, not the bought and paid for press, they're covering it. They're making a big deal of it. Enough so that Carrie Lake is going to be issuing a response, a, a comment tonight on it. And she's going to be doing so on Rumble. So good for Rumble. By the way, there was more good news for Rumble, too. They just had an exclusive deal with Barstool Sports. I'm not really in the stock market. 
but when when Rumble went public, I actually thought about buying stock in Rumble because I knew it was going to do great. I'm sure that's great for their shareholders. And then the statement from the chairman, Jeff DeWitt, who was caught on tape. I mean, I guess call it a bribe. I guess call it buying off. I mean, it's clear corruption. He issues a statement and a resignation, but it's weak. And I'm glad he issued it before Carrie Lake makes her statement tonight because now she's also going to have to respond to what he said. And she already has issued a brief statement on it, basically calling it uh, nonsense. So here we are. It's the InfoWars War Room on this Wednesday, January 24th. We'll be right back. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the New World Order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab. And you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special in the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, in the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsShore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsStore.com. There is a man who is whatever America needs him to be. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. Nothing less than a knight. Shining. They'll hunt him. They'll set the dogs on him. Because the truth is the greatest threat they face. It's the war room. With Owen Schroyer. We're here live on this Wednesday, January 24, 2024. Fastest three hours on the internet is live. The InfoWars War Room, Luxion Headquarters, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. And we are going to get into the results from last night's primary. Donald Trump with another victory. A big victory. Now, it's a little weighted down because Nikki Haley had outspent Trump 4-1, to one, at least, that we know of. The numbers we have say Trump spent 10 million in New Hampshire and, uh, Haley spent 30 million. And then there was another 30 million spent uh, that was basically listed as unknown or miscellaneous. My guess is all that went to Haley. Um, but upwards of 50 million spent in New Hampshire for, for an election that everybody knew Trump was going to win. He gets the simple majority. And this is with. Nikki Haley getting the Democrat votes. This is with Nikki Haley and Obama advisors telling Democrats to get out and vote for Haley since it's an open primary. And she still couldn't defeat Donald Trump. And we have proof of that, by the way, with some of the exit polls where they come out and they say, yeah, I, I'm a Democrat. I just came here to vote for Haley. Once once Trump's out of the way, we're, we're voting Biden. As if we didn't know that wasn't what was happening already. Now it's just totally confirmed with the exit polls. But, guys, while I'm going through these headlines, do me a favor. Will you guys pull up the – it would probably be better to pull up 
the 2016 New Hampshire primary results and then pull up the New Hampshire primary results from last night. And, and let's just see the totals. Let's see what, what boost Trump got from 2016 to 2024. And, and, and let's pull up the primary numbers there and let me know when we have these. I'm going to go through these headlines right now. CNN exit poll. 70% of Nikki Haley voters not registered Republicans. Now, plenty of Americans who aren't registered Republicans vote for Donald Trump. I was not a registered Republican when I voted for Donald Trump in the 2016 primary and election. I became a registered Republican because I was running for, uh, I tried to become a precinct chair here in Austin, and the Republican establishment kicked me out of their events. But that's that's a story from four years ago. If you're following then, you, you probably saw it. You remembered it. it was kind of funny. Yeah, the, the, the Republican Party kicked me out of their events because I tried to become a precinct chair, uh, even though I had support from within. But that's just the Republican establishment uh, swamping it up. So the real number is that it was about 40% of Democrats that voted for Haley. So about half the votes for Haley last night were Democrats, and they were just anti-Trump votes to get Trump out of the way, who will then be voting Biden in the election. And we know this from exit polls. In fact, here's one individual who admitted this exact thing in clip four. Nikki Haley. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, it's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. So when you undeclared you voted for Nikki Haley, if it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. What is? So that was about half of the Haley voters from last night. So even these numbers we'll go over here shortly are skewed and 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 we have to realize that about half of Haley's votes last night were Democrat votes that were against Trump. But that was their strategy. That was their big strategy. It was an Obama advisor's idea. He promoted it. The Democrats were pushing the vote for Haley. Biden was pushing the vote for Haley and they still couldn't do it. They still couldn't Get that bird-nosed freak to beat Donald Trump. New Hampshire ad spending top 77 million as Haley and Trump fight to the finish. Now, again, in this, this is a CNN article and they break it down and they're claiming that the Trump team spent 10 million. 10 million was Trump and then 30 million was Haley. So that's about another 30, 40 million that they say was, oh, just miscellaneous other groups, which was all probably spent on Haley or anti-Trump. So really, Haley outspent Trump four to one, five to one, couldn't win. She had Democrats voting for her, couldn't win. And so that's why ABC News has the headline today. If Haley couldn't win New Hampshire, she probably won't win anywhere. She probably won't win anywhere. The former U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley. It was supposed to be her big breakout 
and it was the big breakdown. Now talk about reverse reality. Now Haley is completely engaging in it. I guess the beauty of this, this audience, this crew, we knew Nikki Haley was a swamp creature day one. A UN ambassador, a war hawk, a warmonger. We knew she was a swamp creature day one. But now, now many people who thought, oh, you know, Nikki Haley's not so bad. Well, now they're learning she's a swamp creature. She engages in the reverse reality. She claims, Nikki Haley says, it's not the party, it's the political elite supporting Trump. Who buys that? Who believes that garbage? It's the political elite supporting Donald Trump. It's the political elite that hate Donald Trump. It's the Republican establishment that's supporting Donald Trump. It's the Republican establishment that's been trying to get rid of Donald Trump since 2015 that you're a part of. So now Nikki Haley is, I mean, she's basically just a Democrat now. At this point, she's just a Democrat. She is now the quintessential rhino. Nikki Haley is a Democrat. She gets Democrat votes and she talks like a Democrat and she treats her constituents like a Democrat. But she's not done. Really, will, will she lose every single primary and, and, and just stick it out to the end, hoping Trump gets arrested and then say, ha ha, I beat Trump. See, I told you it was the political elite that that support Donald Trump as they cuff him and throw him in a jail. See, I beat Donald Trump as the corrupt establishment erases him from the equation. That's her plan. Wall Street Journal. Nikki Haley earns the chance to fight on after New Hampshire. She earned the chance. She earned the chance by losing again. And New Hampshire was her best shot and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it, that New Hampshire was her best shot. Vivek Ramaswamy, here are direct quotes from the Wall Street Journal editorial board tonight. It's all hiding in plain sight. Here are the poll quotes. If she can remain competitive, she's not. There's an argument for Ms. Haley. Is it Ms. or Mrs.? Or didn't she have the affair? I don't know. Ms. Haley to stay in the race through the July convention. Ugh. Is she is is bird is bird face really going to take us to July? Mr. Trump faces a treacherous legal road. Ah, oh, Ms. Haley could stay in the race, rack up delegates and see what happens if he is found guilty. Ah. Trump wins a simple majority last night in New Hampshire, despite Nikki Haley outspending him probably at least four to one, despite the Haley campaign working with Obama aides in an attempt to get as many Democrats to vote for Haley as possible. So we are going to dig into that today. And yet somehow Haley says, oh, this just means I need to go on. This just says I've got a chance. But then realistic people, of course, are saying the exact opposite. 
I think Vivek Ramaswamy, though, had it right from the beginning, though, didn't he? He said that the establishment's goal is to get it down to Trump and Haley and then just remove Trump from the equation, and then it's just Haley. And that's why he was sticking in the race, despite, at the time, pulling at about 10%. He said, well, look, i got to stay in, and it's going to be Haley. Well, now, maybe he was right. Why won't Haley just go away? She's the deep state pick on the Republican side. So we're going to dig into the results from last night. It was a big victory for Donald Trump. The numbers were huge. You've also got some developments. I think that Fannie Willis might have just made a major mistake. She should have just shut up with her uh, little little lover there, her little prosecutor lover there. She should have just shut up. But now she opened her big fat mouth and has angered the wife of her lover even more. So if there was a chance to maybe buy her off or shut her up, Fannie Willis might have blown it. So we're going to talk about that. We have a statement today from Governor Greg Abbott responding to the Biden administration's human trafficking operation border invasion going on right now. And look, I'm still frustrated. I don't know how many illegal immigrants are actually going to be stopped with everything Abbott is doing, but he, he is, without a doubt, forcing the narrative war to happen. He is, without a doubt, forcing the issue to come up. To me, it's more of a deterrent or maybe a detour that the illegal immigrants are going to have to go in as far as what Abbott is doing. I still think they're coming across, but a real scathing statement today, probably probably the strongest thing Abbott has done. If you were to make a grade on efficiency and effectiveness, his statement today is probably actually the most efficient and the most effective. So we're going to read that for you. We also have a statement from Carrie Lake in regards to the leaked audio that we played. It was, it was hard to believe it was even real. By the way, barely any mainstream news coverage last night. Maybe I'll give them a pass since it was a primary result night. So maybe I'll give them the pass for not covering it last night and, and it barely being a news story today. Now, the independent press the uh the um, the true american press not the fake news not the bought and paid for press they're covering it they're making a big deal of it enough so that Carrie Lake is going to be issuing a response a, a comment tonight on it and she's going to be doing so on Rumble so good for Rumble by the way there was more good news for Rumble too they just had an exclusive deal with Barstool Sports I'm not really in the stock market, but when when Rumble went public, I actually thought about buying stock in Rumble because I knew it was going to do great. I'm sure that's great for their shareholders. And then the statement from the chairman, Jeff DeWitt, who was caught on tape. I mean, I guess call it a bribe. I guess call it buying off. I mean, it's clear corruption. He issues a statement and a resignation, but it's weak. And I'm glad he issued it before Carrie Lake makes her statement tonight because now she's also going to have to respond to what he said. And she already has issued a brief statement on it, basically calling it uh, nonsense. So here we are. It's the InfoWars War Room on this 
Wednesday, January 24th. We'll be right back. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the New World Order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab. And you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special in the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsShore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsStore.com. There is a man who is whatever America needs him to be. Not the hero we deserve, but the hero we need. Nothing less than a knight. Shining. They'll hunt him. They'll set the dogs on him. Because the truth is the greatest threat they face. It's the war room. With Owen Schroyer. Here live on this Wednesday, January 24th, 2024. Fastest three hours on the internet is live. The InfoWars War Room, Luxion Headquarters, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. And we are going to get into the results from last night's primary. Donald Trump with another victory. A big victory. Now, it's a little weighted down because Nikki Haley had outspent Trump 4-1, to one, at least, that we know of. The numbers we have say Trump spent 10 million in New Hampshire and, uh, Haley spent 30 million. And then there was another 30 million spent uh, that was basically listed as unknown or miscellaneous. My guess is all that went to Haley. Um, but upwards of 50 million spent in New Hampshire for, for an election that everybody knew Trump was going to win. He gets the simple majority. And this is with. Nikki Haley getting the Democrat votes. This is with Nikki Haley and Obama advisors telling Democrats to get out and vote for Haley since it's an open primary. And she still couldn't defeat Donald Trump. And we have proof of that, by the way, with some of the exit polls where they come out and they say, yeah, I, I'm a Democrat. I just came here to vote for Haley. Once once Trump's out of the way, we're, we're voting Biden. As if we didn't know that wasn't what was happening already. Now it's just totally confirmed with the exit polls. But, guys, while I'm going through these headlines, do me a favor. Will you guys pull up the – it would probably be better to pull up the 2016 New Hampshire primary results and then pull up the New Hampshire primary results from last night. And, and let's just see the totals. Let's see what, what boost Trump got from 2016 to 2024, and, and and let's pull up the primary numbers there, and let me know when we have these. I'm going to go through these headlines right now. CNN exit poll, 70% of Nikki Haley voters not registered Republicans. Now, plenty of Americans who aren't registered Republicans vote for Donald Trump. 
I was not a registered Republican when I voted for Donald Trump in the 2016 primary and election. I became a registered Republican because I was running for, uh, I tried to become a precinct chair here in Austin and the Republican establishment kicked me out of their events. But that's, that's a story from four years ago. If you're following then, you, you probably saw it. You remembered it. it was kind of funny. Yeah. The, the, the Republican party kicked me out of their events because I tried to become a precinct chair, uh, even though I had support from within, but that's just the Republican establishment, uh, swamping it up. So the real number is that it was about 40% of Democrats that voted for Haley. So about half the votes for Haley last night were Democrats, and they were just anti-Trump votes to get Trump out of the way, who will then be voting Biden in the election. And we know this from exit polls. In fact, here's one individual who admitted this exact thing in clip four. Nikki Haley. And why did you vote for Nikki Haley? Uh, it's a vote against Trump. Uh, I think it would be better to have her against Biden in the uh, elections than it would be Trump and her. Do you consider yourself generally independent, Republican, or Democrat? Uh, Democrat. So when you undeclared, you voted for Nikki Haley. If it was Nikki Haley against Joe Biden in a general election, who are you voting for? Joe Biden. What is? So that was about half of the Haley voters from last night. So even these numbers we'll go over here shortly are skewed and 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 we have to realize that about half of Haley's votes last night were Democrat votes that were against Trump. But that was their strategy. That was their big strategy. It was an Obama advisor's idea. He promoted it. The Democrats were pushing the vote for Haley. Biden was pushing the vote for Haley and they still couldn't do it. They still couldn't Get that bird-nosed freak to beat Donald Trump. New Hampshire ad spending top 77 million as Haley and Trump fight to the finish. Now, again, in this, this is a CNN article and they break it down and they're claiming that the Trump team spent 10 million. 10 million was Trump and then 30 million was Haley. So that's about another 30, 40 million that they say was, oh, just miscellaneous other groups, which was all probably spent on Haley or anti-Trump. So really, Haley outspent Trump four to one, five to one, couldn't win. She had Democrats voting for her, couldn't win. And so that's why ABC News has the headline today. If Haley couldn't win New Hampshire, she probably won't win anywhere. She probably won't win anywhere. The former U.N. ambassador, Nikki Haley. It was supposed to be her big breakout. And it was the big breakdown. Now talk about reverse reality. Now Haley is completely engaging in it. I guess the beauty of this... This audience, this crew, we knew Nikki Haley was a swamp creature day one. A UN ambassador, a war hawk, a warmonger. We knew she was a swamp creature day one. But now, now many people who thought, oh, you know, Nikki Haley's not so bad. Well, now they're learning she's a swamp creature. She engages in the reverse reality. She claims 
Nikki Haley says it's not the party, it's the political elite supporting Trump. Who buys that? Who believes that garbage? It's the political elite supporting Donald Trump. It's the political elite that hate Donald Trump. It's the Republican establishment that's supporting Donald Trump. It's the Republican establishment that's been trying to get rid of Donald Trump since 2015 that you're a part of. So now Nikki Haley is, I mean, she's basically just a Democrat now. At this point, she's just a Democrat. She is now the quintessential rhino. Nikki Haley is a Democrat. She gets Democrat votes and she talks like a Democrat and she treats her constituents like a Democrat. But she's not done. Really, will, will she lose every single primary and, and, and just stick it out to the end, hoping Trump gets arrested and then say, ha ha, I beat Trump. See, I told you it was the political elite that that support Donald Trump as they cuff him and throw him in a jail. See, I beat Donald Trump as the corrupt establishment erases him from the equation. That's her plan. Wall Street Journal. Nikki Haley earns the chance to fight on after New Hampshire. She earned the chance. She earned the chance by losing again. And New Hampshire was her best shot and everybody knows it. Everybody knows it, that New Hampshire was her best shot. Vivek Ramaswamy, here are direct quotes from the Wall Street Journal editorial board tonight. It's all hiding in plain sight. Here are the poll quotes. If she can remain competitive, she's not. There's an argument for Ms. Haley. Is it Ms. or Mrs.? Or didn't she have the affair? I don't know. Ms. Haley to stay in the race through the July convention. Ugh. Is she, is, is bird, is bird face really gonna take us till July? Mr. Trump faces a treacherous legal road. Ah, oh, Ms. Haley could stay in the race, rack up delegates and see what happens if he is found guilty. Ah, there it is. Strange things can happen with candidates who are this old. Oh, and this disliked by the majority of the public. Well, that, that's just a blatant lie. The 2024 election may have more twists before Trump versus Biden dies cast. Yeah, that's their plan. Vivek Ramaswamy called it day one. He said the establishment's plan is to have it down to Haley and Trump and then convict Trump, arrest Trump, or worse, and then say, oh, well, I guess it's got to be Haley then. Guess it's just got to be Haley. <laughs> oh, no, they took Trump out. Well, at least we've got Haley. At least we've got Bird Freak. By the way, there, there was some story about her having affairs, and that, that's a whole other thing I don't really care to get into. But, man, can you imagine a, a Haley-Biden election? Ugh, get your passports. Head down to El Salvador, maybe Russia, you know, maybe somewhere. Might want to be somewhere else for that. So here are the numbers, guys. Uh, let's see what we got. We'll start with... 2016, and I want to see how many votes got Donald uh, Donald Trump got in 2016. A hundred thousand, pretty much a hundred thousand on the dot. 
Donald Trump got 100,000 votes in the 2016 New Hampshire primary. Now, granted, there were five other candidates at that time. And Bernie Sanders was was mopping the floor with Hillary Clinton. Uh, Bernie Sanders, who they stole the nomination from in 2016. We all remember that. Yeah, Bernie dominated New Hampshire, and it really dominated the primaries, and then they just got rid of him, probably bought him off. All right, so now let's see 2020. So Trump got 100,000 votes in 2016. And then last night, Trump got 174,000 votes. So that's a major boost. There were still There were still other candidates on the ticket. They were getting votes. The Democrat, Nikki Haley. Um, of course, you had DeSantis and Christie and Ramaswamy and, and some others getting some, some votes there, even though they're not even in the race anymore. But I think the numbers don't lie. Donald Trump is more popular now. Donald Trump is more popular now than he was in 2016. And I, here, here's one for you. Donald Trump got more votes than Bernie Sanders. In 2016. So you might argue Donald Trump had the most successful primary result in New Hampshire's history. One could make that argument. But somehow, somehow Haley will find a way to twist that and say, this is, this just shows I need to stay in the race. Josh Howley, he needs to be the future leader of the Republican Senate. He says, Trump is the clear winner. Time to stop fighting each other and unite to beat Biden. Somebody tell Ronna McDaniel that. Somebody tell Birdface. Somebody tell Birdface Haley that. I think that Trump calls her, what does he call her, Birdface or Birdbrain? Birdbeak. Birdbrain is what Trump calls her. So, (laughs) that's good. That's good. So, Here's now Dean Phillips. Here's now Dean Phillips, who is running against Biden, commenting on the race last night and where we're at politically. Here's Dean Phillips talking about Trump supporters in clip two. We have a crisis of participation. I got to tell you guys, I went to a Donald Trump rally a couple nights ago. Never been to one. Uh, I had an event across the street. I saw the line of people waiting in the cold for hours. And I thought, what the heck? You know, I'm going to be a leader who actually invites people, doesn't condemn them. Met probably 50 Trump people waiting in line. Every single one of them, thoughtful, hospitable, friendly. All of them so frustrated that they feel nobody's listening to them but Donald Trump. A diverse crowd, people who had never been to a Trump event before. My party is completely delusional right now. Oh, He's right, by the way. I kind of like Dean Phillips. Remember when uh, Andrew Yang was begging Marianne Williamson, Williamson to drop out and endorse Dean Phillips? And then everybody said, who, who, and, and who? Uh, Yang might be behind us now. De- Dean Phillips is not a bad candidate. He, he might bring some sanity and um, some centralization back to the Democrat Party. <laughs> but right now you've got Joe Biden. Here's Dean Phillips uh, again making comments on the current political status that we have in America right now in clip three. 18,000 times. I'm only doing this to defeat Donald Trump. 
Nobody seems to want to do that in the Democratic Party right now other than me because Joe Biden can't is my proposition because the data says he can't. No one in the country right now cares. In fact, most of the people in the country are going to the Trump rally right now because he's listening to them. No one's asking about this stuff. I'm just frustrated. I hope you understand why I'm getting tired of it. You're doing your jobs, but you're not asking the questions that Americans give a about. I kind of like this, Dean Phillips. I think I'm going to predict a Dean. I think I'm going to predict a Dean Phillips rise. Now that the Democrat Party is obviously not going to accept him. The Democrat Party is obviously not going to give him any wind in his sails. But that's fine. You know, the Democrats kind of need their own version of Trump. And it's not going to be crystal ball, Marion Williamson. It's not going to be I like math, Andrew Yang. It's not going to be I'll sell out Bernie Sanders. But Dean Phillips is the kind of guy who can do that. I mean, he's calling out the corruption in his own party. Not even Bernie Sanders would do that after they stole the primary from him. I think Dean Phillips is going to have a bit of a rise here. And the media can't help themselves when a guy generates views and a guy generates content and a guy generates controversy, the media will gravitate towards him. I think Dean Phillips, I don't be surprised if Dean Phillips becomes a bit of a household name in the next couple months. And if he has the political savvy that he appears to have, he'll learn which direction to punch and he'll learn which punches to use when to get the attention. I think Dean Phillips is going to have a bit of a rise here, ladies and gentlemen. Do not be surprised if Dean Phillips becomes a household name. Uh, now, some other news going on. You've got the Democrats continuing on their push. Abortion is their big issue. Gretchen Whitmer was rallying and campaigning in Michigan, obviously a big swing state on reproductive rights. Another misnomer of the Democrat Party saying that that you need women need to get out and vote for your reproductive rights. Don't underestimate the abortion vote, folks. And it's not even necessarily that all these women like abortion. They really believe the propaganda that Republicans are are somehow against reproductive rights, which is, again, just a misnomer. And they really believe that if you have an abortion, then some some Republican is going to come after you in the middle of the night and, and, and haul you to jail. Or if you're a doctor, you're going to get hauled to jail. And it's all misrepresentation of, of what the pro-life bills and the end of Roe vs. Wade really represents. But they're trying to use that to get people to vote in November. That's all they have. So they're going to run on the abortion issue. They're going to run on the reproductive rights issue. That's that's really all they have. Now, guys, did we get the did did we get the shortened clip for Charles Payne here so that we missed kind of that introduction? So this is incredible. Um Charles Payne on a panel last night, Charles Payne of Fox News. He has a show on the Fox Business Network, very, very money, financial oriented show. And he was on a panel last night with a, with a couple of libtards on it. And he just unloaded. And I mean, you want to talk about how Americans are feeling right now. You want to talk about a guy who took it right to the heart of the Biden hate. Charles Payne last night on a Fox panel after the New Hampshire primary was called for Donald Trump. 
You've lived in New York long enough. You know it's maybe a New York thing. Someone punches you, you punch him back harder. That's why I grew up in Harlem. Not so. if the country's at stake, right? He won. He became president of the United States. Uh, with that same personality. I, I don't think that, you know, he, listen, I think it's worse with Biden calling MAGA. Biden's anger and vitriol and hatred for MAGA is far more worse than President Trump's individual battles with someone who crosses him. That is something that is really detrimental to this country, that the president of the United States despises half of the United States. President Biden, I, I said earlier today, I just for about a week ago, I had a segment coming up, so I, I Googled Biden hates MAGA. Nothing but articles after articles after articles. He has expressed hatred for Who's half of the country. Who's writing those articles? It doesn't matter. And Look it's not. Because, because the bottom line is he it's says it. Jessica he has vitriol for them. And so does MSNBC, and so does CNN, and yep. so does the Bingo. New York Times. They have vitriol for half of the nation. They don't look at them like fellow Americans. And it's unfortunate. They try to paint them as racist. They're, all the things that they do to their fellow Americans who simply Shut want up, a bitch. safe home, a safe community, Carl for their children and prosperity. <laughs> they want the same thing. But they demean them all the time. That's why I think Phillips was so intriguing, because he went to a rally to find out for himself. And guess what? Golly, these are Shut some up. pretty cool people. They're just like that's us. That's exactly what Jamie, Jamie Dimon said, said this week as well. Carol just can't even, just, she can't even fathom this. To understand. And also you see so the there you shit go. that's uh, happening. Charles right? Payne, I mean, that's, 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 that's what it is right there. That's, that's the frustration. And, and a guy like Charles Payne, he, he, here's a guy who's very mild-mannered. He does a business-oriented show. He'll make money for you if you're a Democrat or a Republican. Buy his book. He doesn't care what what color your skin is or, or who you vote for or anything. He just wants to make you money. And so he just sits back here as a common sense, rational conservative, and he just says, let's say what's really going on here. The Democrat Party hates this country. They hate Trump voters, and they don't even try to hide it. It's not just Joe Biden. It's all of them. It's the media. It's their voters. It's their judges. It's their teachers. It's their lawyers. It's their doctors. They hate this country and they hate Trump voters. They have hate in their heart. And when your heart is filled with hate, you're blinded to reality. Just like Jessica Tarlov there who just, oh man, don't you love that? She tries to open her mouth to respond and just... No. Sorry. Sorry, the the rational man is talking. Libtard, silence yourself. And everything he said is true. But they don't want they don't want that message to reach the general population. They don't want that message to be felt by the average American. That it's just common sense, not even politically fired up like a Charles Payne. But now that's how they feel. That's what they know. And that's what they express at the polls. To the record number of votes for Donald Trump until Joe Biden got the vote Viagra, till Joe Biden got the mail-in votes in the middle of the night. And everybody knows it. Everybody knows it. All right, we're going to continue our political coverage when we come back. we got a statement from Greg Abbott on the border. we got a statement from Kerry Lake on the political bribery. We also got a guest coming up in studio, an FBI, former FBI agent, to respond 
to the latest January 6th information where the Democrats are hiding evidence and they don't want to talk about the pipe bomb video either. Cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone, which occurs naturally in our body but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The supercharged special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. In the early 1900s, certain companies were off-gassing highly toxic fluoride gases into the atmosphere. The surrounding communities began to get sick. Laws were enacted to compel these corporations to install scrubbers to convert these gases into fluorosilicic acid, still highly toxic but containable. Now these companies had a stockpile of this poison, and there was no affordable way to dispose of it. Lucky for them, one of their major stockholders was also the Secretary of the Treasury, who was responsible for the public health service at the time. And by 1950, the U.S. government began buying this toxic, untreated industrial waste product and dumping it into our drinking water. Reputable studies show that it's causing various cancers and other disease. With the Alexa Pure Pro, you can have clean drinking water and a remedy to this madness. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking and it? I, about four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm-hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. Last year, we put this book out, The Great Reset and the War for the World. It became a number one national bestseller. Now we've put part two out, and it's even thicker and more powerful. The Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalists and launch the second great renaissance. This is such a powerful book. It covers all the globalist plans, the latest developments, how to stop them, and then gives an alternate plan of a society we could build together. That's why it's The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening is happening right now. You can get signed or unsigned copies of the book at InfoWarsStore.com. This is a historic book. I want to thank you all for your support. 
This is next level information, and it's a great way to not just support the broadcast, but inform yourself of the next level and share the book with friends and family. So whether you want one copy or multiple copies, go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. This is going to go to number one. I want to thank you for your support. It's a powerful book. Get yours now. Infowars.com forward slash show. It's time to take a stand. This is The War Room with Owen Schroyer. Share this message right now at band.video. Coming up, including a statement from DeSantis that a lot of Trump supporters, like uh, my friend Laura Loomer, are are bashing DeSantis for making. And I say, hey, not so fast. He makes a good point here. But we'll, we'll bring that up in a second. Now, ladies and gentlemen, it is winter. And unfortunately, here in Austin and a lot of places around the United States of America, that means there's no sun out. No sun, no good weather, no sun. And so because of that, you're not getting the vitamin D that you need from the sun. And that's why they call it cold season, flu season, because you're not getting that vitamin D. And your immune system is more susceptible to getting sick. That's why at InfoWarsStore.com we have Winter Sun Plus Vitamin D3 Supplement. There's no better time to make sure that you're getting your vitamin D3 that your body needs, then right now with Winter Sun Plus, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. An update to the classic InfoWars Live formula, Winter Sun Plus, contains 100 micrograms of vitamin D per serving, as well as vitamin K and E to enhance the formula and provide you with even more whole body support. Winter Sun Plus's incredible formula works together to promote calcium absorption, support the body's natural immune system, and provide the necessary vitamin D for whole body support. And vitamin D and K work together synergistically to maximize the benefits of both vitamins for your body. At 40% off, it's the best way to get your nutraceutical vitamin D3 for less while supporting the InfoWars crew and live transmissions. Don't wait until it's gone for good. Get Winter Sun Plus 40% off today at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, if you got kids and you're thinking about, well, what about the kiddos? Maybe they're not going to like this tincture. How am I going to get them to take a vitamin D3 tincture? Well, we've got the D3 gummies. Put those on the counter. Put two of those on the counter every morning for your kids. They'll eat them up. They'll love the taste. They'll be asking you every morning, where are my lemon-flavored gummies? They won't even know that these gummies are making them healthier. They'll just think you're cool for letting them eat a gummy bear in the morning. So there you go. Your kids will like you more, and they'll be getting their vitamin D3. That's a total win-win. And you're supporting the InfoWar in the process. The vitamin D3 gummies. InfoWarsStore.com. Also... 40% off. All right. So I think Ron DeSantis makes a good point here. He's talking about COVID accountability. Now, again, the the Trump loyalists are are bashing DeSantis saying, shut up, DeSantis, you lost, blah, blah, blah. It's like, hey, let's just relax. He dropped out of the race. Let's support him. He's, He's been a good governor for Florida. But, but. I think DeSantis raises a good point here about COVID accountability in clip five. 
one of the frustrating things with the campaign was I was the only one that wanted to talk about this. Uh, no one else wanted to talk about COVID. I think there was one question of in all the debates that brought up that brought up COVID. I had to inject it into different debates, whether it's Fauci, whether it's accountability, you name it. But this was one of the biggest events in our life. Uh, and yet we had we had one candidate who was president at the start of it. And when he get interviewed, no one would even ask him questions mm-hmm. about it. Uh, and so I think what we're doing is is important. Uh, I think that it, it potentially can can lead to some some reform. Uh, but one of the, you know, the, 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 the regrets I have about kind of what, how 24 is turning out is I don't see at the federal level there being any avenue for COVID accountability. I think that, you know, you're going to have two major candidates that just, that just want to pretend like everything was hunky dory. And, and I know in both of those presidents made serious, serious mistakes. And here's the thing. It's not about using it for fodder in a political campaign. It's about ensuring that this never happens to our country ever again. I think he's 100% right. But, you know, it's odd. We played his dropout video. Ron DeSantis, he just he flew too close to the sun. He clearly was not ready for a presidential race. He wasn't ready to go up against the likes of Donald Trump. Because now that he's back in his comfort zone, it's like the old Ron DeSantis again. I mean, that sounds like the old Ron DeSantis. Very well spoken and right on point and, and doesn't look nervous. Like he wants to climb into a shell or something. But I think DeSantis raises a great point. Now, the problem is, when it comes to COVID accountability, how many Americans are really thinking about that when they go to the polls? How big of an issue is that for 2024? It's really just, it's it's not that big of an issue. And, and DeSantis is right. That's a shame. That's a shame. Because we're staring down this disease X scenario where the World Health Organization is looking for every nation state to sign over their sovereignty to the corporate global government, to the World Health Organization, to fight a disease X, which they can make in a lab. And then release it. Now you've got your disease X. Now you've got your global government, your medical tyranny. So DeSantis is right. And there's far too few voices in Congress that are talking about this. There's far too few voices in the media that are talking about this. It's not going to be an issue in the presidential race and so what if a disease x or whatever happens we sign over our sovereignty to the world health organization like biden's going to do and then what a corporate global government says wear a mask a corporate global government says take a vaccine a corporate global government says shut down your business and then you're going to be left to the will of your state's governor to be strong and stand in defiance of that like DeSantis, who was the leading example. You had Christy Noam kind of coming up as well, and then Abbott in the later days. But DeSantis is right. Where is the COVID accountability for the communist Chinese? Where is the COVID accountability to the federal government that engaged in so much unconstitutional, tyrannical behavior? Where is the COVID accountability when it comes to the vaccines, which, I mean, there, there's more news on the vaccines killing people every day got a story right here from a dr william Mackis mrna injury stories and he's got a bunch of them but specifically talking about this brazilian model dead 
at 35 on January 12th, developed new psoriasis that consumed 80% of her body, then died of cardiac arrest. Psoriasis and flare-up is common injury after COVID-19 mRNA injection. I present 10-plus cases in published literature after Pfizer or Moderna mRNA jabs. Weight loss influencer Mila De Jesus, dead at 35, Brazilian mom of four, rose to fame online after undergoing bariatric surgery in October 2017 and sharing her weight loss journey with her 59,000 Instagram followers. Then she got the COVID vaccine, she got psoriasis and had cardiac arrest, and she is now dead. And the crew is sharing the gruesome images on the screen. And he talks about more of these cases. So where's the accountability? It's not going to be from Trump. I mean, let's just call it what it is. Not going to be from Trump. He knows he's partially culpable for Operation Warp Speed and putting Fauci in charge and letting the country shut down and the fear-mongering and everything. Instead of going with his gut instincts, which were right in the beginning, it's just the flu, don't freak out. But then they got him to panic and they got him to go along for the ride. And the rest is history. So you're not going to get COVID accountability, I don't think, from Donald Trump. Now, look, I don't no, – No, nobody's trying to deceive you here. I'm not a political purist. There's never going to be a politician that I agree with on everything. I'm very pragmatic when it comes to my politics. Donald Trump is clearly the right, the right candidate right now, and and he's the best option we have. I really don't, I really don't see any debate. When you measure it all, when you weigh it all, you might like DeSantis more, you might like this person more, that person more, but if they don't have a chance of winning, then, then what's the point? And this isn't like 2016 when InfoWars could throw its weight around to influence Donald Trump to the, to the Republican primary victory. Trump's already earned his own victory. It doesn't matter what we do now. So I'm behind Donald Trump, but DeSantis is 100% right. There's not going to be any COVID accountability and it's not going to be there with Donald Trump either. The InfoWars Live Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver has finally returned. To celebrate this powerful product's long-awaited homecoming, we're slashing $10 off the asking price, passing the savings on to you. Silver Bullet is the answer to Alex's extensive search for a powerful colloidal silver product that utilizes high-quality processes that has applications for both preparedness and regular use. Concentrated to 30 parts per million in a pure base of deionized water, this survival silver is the perfect fit for you and your family's routine and emergency supply. Beloidal silver is an amazing natural product that can assist your body's many healing processes. Do a deep dive, research the possibilities of colloidal silver yourself, and don't miss out on this limited time offer of $10 off. Try InfoWars Life Silver Bullet Colloidal Silver today. Available right now at InfoWarsStore.com. I talk a lot about the great successes InfoWars has had. I don't think anybody can deny it. And it is because of listeners and viewers supporting us. But when we talk about the crew at InfoWars, people behind the scenes, the researchers, the writers, they really have been the MVPs in this fight. And when we look at Harrison Smith and Owen Schroyer and the hard work they engage in every day, five, six, seven days a week, it's really just incredible. So for myself and the whole InfoWars crew, I thank you for your past support. I only encourage you now to realize that 
InfoWars cannot stay on air if you do not support us. I know you spread the word. I know you pray for us. And that's wonderful. Keep doing it. But most viewers and listeners never go to InfoWarsStore.com and you never buy great products that enrich and empower your life. All at the same time, keep us on air. I know that less than 1% of our listeners actually go buy products at InfoWarsStore.com. If just 1% more of you took action and went to InfoWarsStore.com, our funding problems will be over. Please take action now. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the New World Order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab. And you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special in the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, in the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsShore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsStore.com. 29 years on air, all I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate, and we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Infowars.com forward slash show. some big border news, including a statement, very powerful statement from Greg Abbott. And, and I think if I'm doing like an efficiency rating or a proficiency rating, I think this might be the highest rated thing Abbott has done, quite frankly. Because he, even the stuff down at the border with the National Guard and the barbed wire, if anything, that's just a deterrent for a moment or a detour, probably better way to put it. Because the illegal immigrants are getting in no matter what. But the barbed wire might deter them for a day or two or might send them on a detour. They're still getting in. Abbott busing the illegal immigrants to all these Democrat-run cities. Good political optics. It, it, it did prove a point. But then you look at the final result, and what is that? Well, now the blue states like Illinois and New York, their electoral count goes up with the population 
with the illegal immigrants counting to the population, and then Democrats get more votes in presidential elections. So, okay, that's a big that's a big L too. But this is almost like maximum efficiency and proficiency here. Like, there's no negatives to this. So, I'm going to read that. But we got a couple other developments first. So, we've seen the illegal immigrants taking over airports. Now, the latest is Boston Logan Airport. Guys, uh, show me clip ten. And so it's the same thing we're seeing in Chicago and New York, and it's soon it'll be your airport. These are illegal immigrants that are now living in Logan International Airport in Boston. They have nowhere to go, and they go to the airports because they wait for their free tickets. Or they have a flight in a couple days or a couple weeks, and so they just live at the airport until their U.S. taxpayer airplane is ready to take off. But so now they're living in airports, they're living in police stations, they're living in your hotels, they're living in homeless centers meant for Americans. It's the invasion. It's on, baby. It's the Biden border invasion. Now, a crazy development. Let us first remind you of this video from earlier this week that was stunning where an independent journalist crosses an illegal immigrant and he basically puffs up his chest and says, you'll know who I am, sounding very, very threatening, very ominous video from first responders media at the border. In case you missed it, here was that video that went massively viral, very ominous earlier this week. You are smart enough, you will know who I am. But you are really not smart enough to know who I am. But soon you're going to know who I am. Very easy. Yeah, very easy. <laughs> the, the entitlement. The entitlement. Uh, no, believe me. I'm much better than that. The entitlement, guys. Wow. So, maybe that individual was right, saying soon you will know who I am, because we may have had this individual identified. Now, Mario Nafal is reporting... This is really just up for determination here, but there seems to be um, some similarities if it's not the exact same person. Mystery migrant identified? Mazum Mavsum Samadov, the head of the Islamic Party of Azerbaijan, who served 12 years in prison and was released in January 2023. Looks very similar to the man in this video that just illegally crossed into the United States. Now, they look similar. That doesn't necessarily prove anything other than that they look similar. But, I mean, yeah, the beard looks similar. The hair coloring in the beard looks similar. I mean, the face, the nose, the glasses. I mean, it, it's it's the doppelganger if it is not him. But I think the, I, I think the biggest reason to think that that, that 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 could be the individual is the way he talked. He said, you'd know who I am. Soon you'll know who I am. Very ominous, very threatening. Well, if this was a guy who was the head of the Islamic Party who just got released from 12 years in prison, what does that say? I mean, that's shocking stuff right there. So there, there's so many different angles. There's so many different avenues to take. But if, if you're supposed to take everything at face value, which we don't, but let's just say we're taking everything at face value. We're supposed to believe that radical Islamic terrorists hate our country and want us all dead 
And that's why they attacked us on September 11th, the biggest terror attack in the history of this country from radical Islamic terrorists. Well, because of that, you get felt up and treated like a criminal at the airport and with the Patriot Act. But now the border is wide open and a radical Islamic terrorist from the Islamic party of Azerbaijan, who just served 12 years in prison, might have just come across the southern border and made ominous and threatening comments to media. Now, you tell me how that's not a nationally significant development when it all seems to add up. Now, forget about taking things at face value. What is this guy doing in the United States of America if it is this Islamic leader? Why is he on camera in a very aggressive, ominous, threatening way to the media questioning illegal immigrants saying, you'll know who I am soon? Is it because he knew he would be identified as the Islamic party of Azerbaijan or, or some other reasons? So this is why Greg Abbott wants to protect the southern border. That the Biden administration has wide open. Here is Governor Greg Abbott's statement released as of this morning. The federal government has broken the compact between the United States and the states. The executive branch of the United States has a constitutional duty to enforce federal laws protecting states, including immigration laws on the books right now. President Biden has refused to enforce those laws and has even violated them. The result is that he has smashed records for illegal immigration. Despite having been put on notice in a series of letters, one of which I delivered to him by hand, President Biden has ignored Texas's demand that he performed his constitutional duties. President Biden has violated his oath to faithfully execute immigration laws enacted by Congress. Instead of prosecuting immigrants for the federal crime of illegal entry, President Biden has sent his lawyers into federal courts to sue Texas for taking action to secure the border. President Biden has instructed his agencies to ignore federal statutes that mandate the detention of illegal immigrants. The effect is so illegal. The, the effect is to illegally allow them in mass parole into the United States. By wasting taxpayer dollars to tear open Texas's border security infrastructure, President Biden has enticed illegal immigrants away from the 28 legal entry points along the state's southern border, bridges where nobody drowns, and into the dangerous waters of the Rio Grande. Under President Biden's lawless border policies, more than 6 million illegal immigrants have crossed our southern border in just three years. It's actually closer to eight. That is more than the population of 33 different states in this country. So more illegal immigrants have entered the country than 33 states' entire populations. This illegal refusal to protect the states has inflicted unprecedented harm on the people all across the United States. James Madison, Alexander Hamilton, and the other visionaries who wrote the U.S. Constitution foresaw that states should not be left to the mercy of a lawless president who does nothing to stop external threats like cartels smuggling millions of illegal immigrants across the borders. That is why the framers included both Article 4, Subsection 4, which promises that the federal government shall protect each state against invasion, and Article 1, Subsection 10, Clause 3, which acknowledges the state's sovereign interest in protecting their borders. Arizona versus United States, 567 U.S. 387419-2002, Scalia, J. Dissenting. The failure of the Biden administration to fulfill the duties imposed by Article 4, Subsection 4 has triggered Article 1, Subsection 10, Clause 3, which reserves to this state the right of self-defense. For these reasons, I have already declared an invasion under Article 1, Subsection 10, Clause 3 to invoke Texas's constitutional authority to defend and protect itself. 
That authority is the supreme law of the land and supersedes any federal statutes to the contrary. The Texas National Guard, the Department of Public Safety, and other Texas personnel are acting on that authority as well as state law to secure the Texas border. Greg Abbott. This is about as good as it gets. I think I think this is probably the strongest move from Abbott, stronger than the busing of illegal immigrants because there is a negative to that, stronger than the attempt to secure the southern border with the barbed wire and the Texas National Guard because that proves to just be a detour, and even the Texas National Guard ends up being used to facilitate the illegal invasion. But that that's almost a maximum proficiency. Now, he needs to take it further, though. There needs to be mass lawsuits against Joe Biden and the Biden administration and Mayorkas. They need to bring families who have had have individuals killed by illegal immigrants. They need to bring people who have property on the southern border involving them in lawsuits that have had their property damaged or had things stolen by illegal immigrants. And there needs to be some form of a declaration of independence. If Greg Abbott wants to lead it and get other Republican governors and mayors and Democrat mayors to sign it, say, Joe Biden, stop the southern invasion at the border. Stop the border invasion now. It's illegal. Cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the real red pill plus is pregnenolone which occurs naturally in our body, but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The Supercharged Special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. Winter isn't coming. Winter is here. And while the sun isn't helping us produce as much vitamin D, do yourself a favor and try InfoWars Life Winter Sun Plus. Winter Sun Plus is a powerful vitamin D-based formula bringing you straight vitamin D3 free of toxic chemicals, allergens, preservatives, artificial colors, and GMOs. Our vitamin D3 formula supports the body's natural immune system, promotes calcium absorption for healthy bones and teeth, and helps sustain healthy tissue and systems of the body. In addition to the vitamin D, Winter Sun Plus includes vitamin K and E to enhance the formula and provide you with even more whole body support. And all these vitamins are presented in a way that is both delicious and easy to absorb. When the winters come, they come cold. So weather the storm and supplement with Winter Sun Plus at InfoWarsStore.com. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show. Delving deep into the heart of globalist plans, it's Owen Schroyer. Madrid to Calabasas, Tijuana, Mexico, through the devils and 
All right, ladies and gentlemen. So the question is now what's next? Because the border invasion is still not going to be stopped. Still not stopping. And and the strong-worded letter to Biden is not going to stop it. The Texas National Guard is not going to stop it. All of that has been proven. Legal action must be taken. And there needs to be unity inside the Republican Party, but unfortunately there's no leadership. I, I don't know what angle you want to take, but there's many different angles to choose from. Do you just have a declaration of independence? And you say, we declare ourselves independent of the federal government that's clearly corrupted? Do you have mass lawsuits involving victims of illegal immigration and, and states that are sick of it and mayors that are sick of it and say, we're suing Joe Biden? You have been the number one human trafficker in the history of this country. You have facilitated, aided, and abetted in a federal crime. And then, I mean, it's a million times over. So I, what's the prison sentence? Five bajillion years? I mean, yeah, go that far. What's the, what is the punishment if I aid and abet an illegal entry to this country? Let's say just one individual. Let's say the punishment for that's 10 years. Well, Joe Biden's done it for 7 million. So what is that? Uh, 700 million years in prison for Joe Biden? Maybe it's the Republican party needs to start impeaching Joe Biden over the southern border. But see, that's the problem. There's no unity. There's no unison. There's no leadership. And it's a damn shame. But, you know, here's the thing. This 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 year is going to be crazy. Or, yeah, Texas can just secede from the union. I'm not necessarily against that. But this year is going to be so crazy, ladies and gentlemen. And there's going to be a lot of things that we don't see coming that are going to happen. There are a lot of good people joining the fight to save this country that aren't doing it for fame. They aren't they aren't doing it for the media. They don't they don't care if people know what they're involved in. And this is all going to come to fruition in 2024. But even even that scathing letter written by Abbott is is probably not going to have much of an impact. So it's time to start putting some teeth behind this stuff. I mean, just call for the outright arrest of Joe Biden. Again, if I aid and abet in human trafficking, if I aid and abet in illegal immigration, human smuggling, there are laws on the books and there are punishments on the books. Why don't they apply to Joe Biden? Let's try it. Let's, 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 let's go that route. So that's obviously the next step here. But you know what? If Greg Abbott doesn't want to do it, if the Republicans in Congress don't want to do it, folks, I'm, I'm telling you right now, the American citizens are getting fed up and sick and damn tired of this. And we saw one example. There was a guest on the Alex Jones show today. He's been featured on this show. And that's Dr. Pete Chambers talking about a massive convoy. They're going to be coming through Austin, by the way. I think the website is, is it fixourborder.com, guys? It's coming up in February. Takeourborderback.com, maybe, is the website. What is it? 
TakeOurBorderBack.com. And it's a massive convoy. They're going from capital to capital. They're going to be here in Austin, Texas at the capital, and then they're going to go to the southern border. And, and, and this is just one thing that the American people that are sick and damn tired of our country being invaded, Joe Biden running the biggest invasion in the history of the world at our southern border. There are going to be many other things that we're going to see this year of American citizens taking action against this illegal invasion. Guarantee it. If you ever take one piece of my advice, it's get a bottle of X2. It's been sold out for over a year because we wouldn't cut corners and because it's so hard to produce. We finally have a limited run back in supply at InfoWarsStore.com. So many people have serious issues. Look at the UN's own numbers. Billions have cognitive disabilities because they do not have true nascent iodine in their bodies. Most of the other iodine is bound to other heavy metals or bound to other elements so you don't download it. But this is pure atomic certified iodine. X2 is now back in stock, discounted. So I'm giving Thanksgiving right now for this product being here. It funds the info war, but I guarantee you, you take this for a few weeks, you will feel the difference. It is amazing. It's the missing link X2 back in stock at the end of 2023 at InfoWarsStore.com. X2. That's tomorrow. And that is it for us today. Okay, I don't know what. It, whatever it is, it's not right on a teleprompter. I don't know what that is. I've never seen that. We are going to do InfoWars. Yeah. Okay, but... Okay. Yeah, I can't read it. There's no There's no words on it. Okay. Ready? There's okay. no words there to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? Owen Schroyer is going to do a new broadcast. All right, go, go. That's tomorrow, and that is it for us today, and we will leave you with a... I, I can't do it. Okay. We'll do it live. Okay. We'll, no. we'll do it live! It. Do it live! While other networks lie to you about what's happening now, InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show and share the link today. The program that strikes fear into the heart of the elite. It's the war room. Huh. Look at them yo-yos, that's the way you do it. You play the guitar on MTV. I ain't working, that's the way you do it. Money for nothing in your chicks. So, a huge story broke yesterday. A leaked audio of Carrie Lake being bribed or, or, or attempting to be bribed or bought off by GOP chairman in Arizona, Jeff DeWitt, who has since released his own statement. Carrie Lake is going to be releasing a statement tonight at 7 o'clock Central on Rumble. Um, good news for Rumble. I guess they're going to get that exclusive. But we played the video yesterday, and it's it, it's truly stunning. Uh, I mean, I don't know how this wasn't the biggest story in the nation last night, except that there was a primary going on. And so that was the big story. But this was this was nowhere in the mainstream news last night. I mean, we even showed we we surfed the Web live on air and nobody had this on their front page. I mean, this is 
a massive political scandal. Massive. A Republican candidate attempting to be bought off by a sitting chairperson. And then she says, well, you're going to have to kill me. I'm not getting out of the race. So, I mean, this has all kinds of huge implications and pretty much goes ignored. And Carrie Lake did talk about it at CPAC, which kind of fell on deaf ears because I guess everybody assumes that that's how corrupt DC is. But then you get the actual audio and the evidence and it's just mind blowing. Like you would expect this in that show that uh, Kevin Spacey is in, House of Cards, or, or like some movie about political corruption or a TV show. I mean, that's how heavy this thing is. And it's like it barely even makes the waves of the mainstream media. So she's going to be releasing a statement. Now, the Arizona Republican Party released the statement from Chairman Jeff DeWitt, where he's basically saying, oh, it's all edited, taken out of context. Here's the the statement, or, or, or at least part of it, from DeWitt. In light of the recent revelation that Carrie Lake has released a selectively edited audio recording of our private conversation, I must clearly address this deceptive tactic. The recording from over 10 months ago is not only taken out of context, but also undermines the integrity of private discussions critical for party leadership. And and it goes on and on. So let's see what Lake's response to this is. Now, now imagine nothing about that seems edited. DeWitt is claiming it's edited. Now, I, I was sitting here in disbelief that it was even real. That's how hardcore it was. But let's see what Lake says about, oh, it was edited. And uh, DeWitt gives her the ammo to respond to this statement now tonight. Saying it was selectively edited. Well, what does that mean? It was an hour-long conversation and she just put out 10 minutes of the most hardcore? Is he claiming that she cut it and pasted it in, in, in different ways to make it sound worse than it really was? Uh, the things that were said were said. But imagine DeWitt coming out and saying that Carrie Lake releasing this clear-cut evidence of corruption is bad for party leadership. You don't say. You don't say. Carrie Lake exposing corruption at party leadership level is bad for party leadership. Wow. Talk about a statement. He goes on. I mean, the irony here, my primary duty is to strengthen our party by trying to buy out the most popular candidate. This is spoken like a true Democrat. This sounds like a Democrat. Oh, this is bad for party leadership. Oh, you don't say showing corruption in party leadership is bad for party leadership. It's my job. To strengthen our party by trying to buy off the most popular candidate? Hmm. Interesting strategy. So really looking forward to Carrie Lake's response to this, the audio, as well as what DeWitt is saying here. Was there any editing done? What In, in what context was there any editing done? Was anything taken out of context? Because it seems pretty blatant. DeWitt 
in a very rat-like manner, he knows what he's doing is at least unethical, if not outright illegal. And you can tell by the way he's speaking and his tone of voice in the in the tape trying to buy her out of the race. I'm not loyal to the Republican Party, but yeah, if Republican candidates are going to expose corruption at the highest levels of the Republican Party, well, that's a good thing. But I guess not for the corrupt individuals like Jeff DeWitt. And I guess that's where we have our problem here, isn't it? So again, Carrie Lake addressing this tonight. She says she's getting a lot of questions about the bribery scandal and corruption in D.C. I have decided to go live on Rumble tonight at 7 p.m. Central to answer your questions. I hope you'll join me. So I don't know exactly what that means, if she's going to be reading comments or taking phone calls or how that's going to be. But I guess Rumble gets that exclusive good for Rumble, good for free speech. And I look forward. I look forward to seeing what Carrie Lake has to say. Because this, I mean, this is the, I mean, there's so much political corruption. There's so much political scandal. I've got another story I'll get into right now. But this is a audio tape of a Republican chairman trying to buy off a candidate. And he, you can tell by his tone of voice, he, he knows what he's doing is completely unethical, if not entirely illegal. So all kinds of political scandals, but this is, this is bombshell level. This is bombshell level. So could you say it's the political scandal of the month, of the year? I mean, I don't know with all the other scandals, but the, the audio tape is certainly massive. Now here's another one. Jonathan Turley knocks District Attorney Fannie Willis over her response to subpoena in Lover's divorce case. I think she's made a, I think she's made a big mistake here. Turley reporting, the damage is already done for Fannie Willis and in many ways she's really magnifying that damage with her moves. She filed a motion before the court that attacked the estranged wife of her alleged lover as an adulterer and political conspirator it was the worst possible tack that she could have taken. She could have just said, I'm not relevant. She could have said in a deposition, a deposition is not needed. And instead, she did this full-on attack, and that only raises further questions. You have the original decision that she made, which in my view is deeply unethical, in hiring someone she had an alleged intimate relationship with, but she compounded that afterwards in her response. It is clear that Mr. Wade and Willis herself are undermining the case for her office. Yeah. Now imagine. You're already in big trouble with your alleged adulterous lover who you're using as a prosecutor against Donald Trump. And the one, the one linchpin that could either save you or destroy you is the wife of the man that you were allegedly sleeping with. And your move is to attack her. Good luck. Good luck. So if, if, if the wife or estranged wife of Wade was considering about dropping this or potentially could have been bought off or shut up, Fannie Willis attacking her might have changed her mind. Hmm. Interesting strategy.
see how it works out for her. Does Adam Schiff have a problem in his Senate race? Can a Dodgers legend really win California's Senate race? Steve Garvey is betting his star power can break California's California Republicans losing streak. Uh, now, he's obviously a long shot, but he, he played with the Dodgers. He was a pretty famous Dodgers player. Also played with the Giants. Uh, won an MVP award. Won a couple NLCS MVP awards. I think he won one World Series even. So he's got some star power for baseball fans. How much does that equate to a political victory? Probably not too much. But he has had some good moments against Adam Schiff in the debates. And Adam Schiff is a pencil-neck freak liar. So you'd think that there would be an opening there. Um, but he's getting some coverage in the mainstream media. That'll be an interesting one to follow. Adam Schiff, one of the worst of all time. Uh, Chuck Schumer. This is interesting. These people are, these Democrats are control freak tyrants. Chuck Schumer calls for federal action on Zin nicotine pouches. Zin nicotine pouches. So, you know, I don't think Tucker Carlson ever wanted to get involved politically, but now that Schumer is coming after his Zin, maybe Carlson gets motivated to actually get involved politically. Schumer is going after Carlson's Zinn. I've never tried Zinn. Now I kind of want to. But but you, the crew says somebody back there has some Zinn. Bring it on in. Bring in the Zinn. Go go ahead. Look look. I I, I don't. You guys are afraid that somebody's going to take your Zinn. I want the Zinn. I want the Zen. Bring me the Zen. Bring it in. Bring the Zen in the suit. The crew is afraid I'm going to get addicted. <laughs> I'm going to be the next Carlson. All right, here we go. Uh oh. Here we go. Here is the, here is the dangerous Zen. What are the, what are the consequences of nicotine besides it being addictive? Are there, are there actual negative, uh, it says nicotine is an addictive chemical. But what is the, uh, what is, what is the negative effect? Of nicotine. These guys want me to, these guys want me to try the pouch. Should I pouch it? <laughs> Chuck Schumer's coming after the Zen. What the hell is wrong with him? No, I don't think I want to try the nicotine. I don't know, but Schumer telling me, is this, uh, is six milligrams? Is this a high, is this high dosage here, guys? This is a medium dosage. All right. Maybe we should take a vote on uh, on Twitter. Should 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 I pouch a Zen today on the air? <laughs> should I should I pull a Tucker Carlson and pouch one? Schumer Schumer hates Zen, so now I kind of now I'm kind of intrigued. Now I kind of like it. Uh, there it is. There's the evil Zen. Ooh. There's the evil Zen that Chuck Schumer wants to have federal action take it on. I mean, give me a break. Kids will find a way to get anything. I mean, I, I was smoking cigarettes at 16. It's not like it's that hard. I'm not proud of that. I don't smoke cigarettes anymore. But, you know, you, th you think it's cool. Hell, <laughs> coming for sin. Oh. <laughs> I mean, they're just they're just such losers. Why are these liberal Democrats such losers? 
You take on the intelligence agencies, and they have six ways of Sunday of getting back at you. I'm Chuck Schumer. I'm coming after your Zen products. You like that Zen, do you, kid? I hear the kids really like Zen. I'm going to make sure that I shut it down. I don't want kids having any fun. I don't want adults having any fun. I'm Chuck Schumer. And then it's like a closet door opens behind him and uh, and and 3,000 packs of Zen fall out of it. The guy's pouching Zen all day. I'm Dirty Chuck Schumer, and I'm coming after your Zen because I'm a dirtbag Democrat. I'm a tyrannical Democrat. I'm a control freak. I mean, really, all you need to know, here's the Zen. I don't think I'm going to do it. The crew says don't do it. The crew says, don't do it. You'll get addicted. Are you guys, are you admitting to something back there? There's the dangerous Zen. Uh-oh, Chuck. Ooh, I'm going to get you, Zen. You dirty Zen. And your little dog, too. I'm dirty, dirty, dirtbag Democrat, Chuck Schumer. What a, what a psychotic freak. So, okay. Maybe this pushes, maybe this pushes Tucker Carlson over the edge to actually get involved politically. What do you think about that? All right, ladies and gentlemen. Well, we don't sell Zen at InfoWarsStore.com. Maybe we should. Maybe we should sell Zen or, or, or something similar. Uh, well, I guess we sell TurboForce Plus. That's some good stuff. I kind of – I might have a caffeine addiction. I'll, I'll be honest, but no. Uh, TurboForce Plus, 10 hours of clean energy, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. I cannot recommend it enough. Secure your canister of Turbo Force Plus, 40% off today at InfoWarsStore.com. Now, everybody knows energy drinks, or, or, or I guess Zen, are popular products because people are lethargic and they're looking for any kind of energy kick they can get. But the toxic energy drinks that taste like battery acid, they got the high fructose corn syrup, they've got the processed sugar, all, all this unhealthy stuff. It's not good for you. Turbo Force Plus, InfoWarsStore.com has all kinds of good ingredients including the energy kick. It's 10 hours of clean energy. It's 40% off right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And when you shop at InfoWarsStore.com, you support everything we do here, including the great crew and everything that they do, working more than 10 hours every day to keep all of our shows up and on the air. Now, a very important report here as we go to break and – I'll, I'll lead it off with this. Doug McGregor, there is no Soviet Union. Russia poses no threat. The problem is at home. The people that are the largest threat to the country are holding elected positions in our government. This is awful. We must unite for a greater cause. I tend to agree with Colonel McGregor. Now, the Biden administration is uh, has a new angle to try to continue to arm Ukraine. But first, here's the report of Victoria Newland. Is she the real president of Ukraine? Here's the latest report. This report is based on a recent thread by Kim.com that I believe is important for people to be aware of. Last June, puppet President Volodymyr Zelensky warned the public that Russia was planning to attack the Zaporizhia nuclear power plant in Ukraine. There is now talk in Kiev that the real president of Ukraine, Victoria Nuland, has become so desperate for NATO troops to enter Ukraine and continue this U.S. proxy war against Russia that she is willing to murder innocent locals with a radioactive cloud and blame it on Russian forces. 
And if you know about Victoria Newland and the government she works for, then this is absolutely a possibility. Independent journalist Gonzalo Lira, who was arrested and left to die in his jail cell by Newland's forces, did an excellent job describing Victoria Newland and the United States agenda in Ukraine. I highly recommend watching the entire thing. But here is my short edit. Victoria Newland is carrying out a policy which is very, very, very simple. The American goal, foreign policy goal, is to have a weak and preferably divided Russia, a Russia like the good old days in the 90s. Because in the 90s, after the collapse of the Soviet Union, the United States was able to enter Russia and exploit it to a degree that is unprecedented. Ukraine, since 1991, the collapse of the Soviet Union, has been a cesspool of Western corruption. Oligarchs were not only allowed to rise, but were in fact encouraged to rise by the Western powers, in particular the United States. Because the United States figured that by way of these oligarchs, these countries could be controlled. If Russia was corrupt, if Ukraine was corrupt, it would be easy for Western interests to go into these countries and steal. When Putin arose, the people in the West thought, oh, he's one of our guys. But what they discovered, to their dismay, was that when Putin took power in roughly 1999, he cut a deal with his oligarchs. You stay out of politics and I'll stay out of your grift. But what happened was that slowly over the years, Putin started edging out the oligarchs. And even as he put in his own oligarchs, he started making those oligarchs smaller and weaker, which is what he's been doing for the past 23 years. Had Putin not existed in Russia, Russia would be what Ukraine is today. Americans started realizing this in the late 2000s, early 2010s. They started realizing that Putin was subtly resisting them, resisting their attempts to turn Russia into a whore. These Ukrainian extremists, they hate ethnic Russians. And that fits very neatly with Newland. Because Newland, throughout her career, she has always allied herself with groups that were extremely antagonistic towards Russians. She's always allied herself with people who hate Russians. When the Maidan revolution started, she supported the right sector. She micromanaged the Maidan revolution, and that implicated her. When uh, Petroshenko, Poroshenko came to power, the, the next president, she made sure that that government abused the Russians. And of course, she made sure that the Ukrainian army started getting seriously supplied with weapons, and she used that Ukrainian army, and she micromanaged this, to attack the Donbass. You have to understand that in a very real sense, Victoria Nuland has been president of Ukraine since 2014. And so the weapons flowed into Ukraine from starting in 2014 after the coup d'etat. She brought in the um, the weapons. She's like the nexus of all these different interests that want to exploit Ukraine and use Ukraine to attack Russia with the ultimate goal of breaking up Russia and bringing back the good old days of the 90s, the good old days for the Westerners, the very, very bad old days for the Russians. The Russians don't want a repeat of the 90s. That was traumatic for them, as it would for any country. Word on the street is that the current commander-in-chief of Ukrainian forces isn't up for the task of attacking their own nuclear power plant. And so Newland is looking to replace him with Budinov, who will become the next Zelensky if he commits this war crime for the U.S. State Department. If these rumors are being considered by Russia, you can expect a major push to take control of Ukraine before it's too late. Greg Reese reporting. You can find all the Reese reports at fan.video.
You know, I think that's going to be a big story, the developments around the world, as Joe Biden is still the president of the United States, the weak president. So Israel is going to continue to make moves, and Ukraine is going to continue to make moves, these client states of the United States, and then Russia and China, the real, the real deal uh, geopolitical movers and shakers are going to get stronger out of this. By the way, Biden's new angle to get weapons to Ukraine, he says, if... If we don't give aid to Ukraine, then nobody will. Oh, uh, so I guess that's my concern then. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the new world order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab. And you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special in the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsTore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar, and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsTore.com. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book... We give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is the Great Awakening, the plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. One of the most frustrating things about being awake to the globalist agenda is seeing the general public still asleep. By and large, not aware of the magnitude of the incredible danger they're under, but also the ongoing attacks and the magnitude of the death caused by the lethal injections masquerading as vaccines. It is so frustrating to see people going about their daily lives oblivious. And you realize ignorance is not bliss, it equals death. But people are starting to really understand how serious things are, and that's that's a hard thing to do because to wake up to a dystopic reality and realize that we're in the middle of a giant biological weapons war against humanity and that there's mass sterilization that's already taking place and they're cutting off all the major energy sources is really hard to deal with, but it's the reality. Facing it is our only chance to turn this around because stuff's about to get really, really nasty. Infowars.com. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. 
We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B-complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and then everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. Infowars.com forward slash show. Making talk radio great again. This is the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Nicotine is a cardiogenic. In other words, it's uh, bad for your heart. But let's not pretend Democrats care about your heart. They tell you to take the COVID vax, which will uh, make your heart stop. So, uh, yeah, we're not buying that. We're not buying that. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we've just had a new O'Keefe Media Group drop earlier this week or it might have been over the weekend james o'keefe teased what he says might be his biggest video ever and so many things are aligning right now and our political movement is is becoming very populist very popular and and larger than ever so you have the Kerry Lake tape where the Republican establishment is attempting to buy her off. And now the O'Keefe Media Group have, has just dropped a tape of political corruption and, and this guy, a Capitol Hill intern, talking about how they're all bought off. So you've got this Capitol Hill intern talking about exactly what was just revealed in the Kerry Lake audio leak. This is a 20-minute long video. The O'Keefe Media Group and James O'Keefe have just shared this on Twitter. I want to go to at least some of this to get an idea of what he's talking about. It's hard to say what the, the biggest video O'Keefe has ever produced is. There's so many. But here's a Capitol Hill intern talking about the very corruption that just got exposed in the Kerry Lake video. I mean, talk about the stars aligning. Talk about timing. There's the tweet posted by James O'Keefe moments ago. A Capitol Hill intern reveals how members of Congress are coerced to vote a certain way through blackmail and extortion after affairs and sex parties. Madison Cawthorn was right. Let's go to a little bit of this video. Let's get a taste of it here from James O'Keefe. Guys, go ahead. Hey, you're not like, you're not a Trump fan, are you? No. John don't need to die. John don't need to die. Huh? I said, well, then John don't need to go. The majority of the work that I do is policy because that's what my degree is in. Policy? It's focused in policy. 
And so I do a lot of, that's why I go to a lot of embassies and a lot of events at the White House. That sounds, you went to the White House? I go to the White House. Really, O'Keefe is in disguise here like a nerd. This is hilarious. Because you're working for a Republican, you can't say. Well, I don't, yeah, I really keep it to myself. So you're like besties with Nancy Pelosi? I love Nancy. My picture of Nancy Pelosi and I is on my face. No, no, you know what, pause it real quick, pause it real quick. I'm sorry to do this, because my art actually kind of breaks with this. I don't know. You know, it's funny. People people will give me a hard time. My own dear mother will give me a hard time because I say retard on air. Um, but the truth is I actually have an extreme soft spot in my heart for, for people that actually have mental problems and for people who actually, you know, might might have some cognitive issues. I have I had friends with those problems growing up. I had neighbors like that. Um so I actually have an extreme soft spot. I mean an extreme soft spot in my heart and my soul for people that actually for actually that do have uh mental impairment and, and cognitive issues. And clearly this guy probably has something wrong. I mean I, I'm not I'm not trying to be rude here, but I mean th- this guy probably has has some form of uh mental impairment or 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 a disorder or something. And this is who the Democrats recruit, folks. And it really, it just breaks my heart because this poor guy's probably, this, this poor guy's probably got a pure heart. He's probably not a bad person, but he gets taken advantage of by, by liberal psychos. And, and, and now he's now, He's going to be part of one of the biggest exposures of political corruption in D.C. ever, and he's just about to get broadsided by this, and and it kind of sucks. But that's what's going on here, and uh, I'm not surprised that so many times – I mean I see it when I go out to the Democrat events. So many of the people that they have working for them and activists for them – are are people that that are mentally impaired or or have some sort of a cognition issue and it hurts because you don't want to you're not you don't want to aggressively go after these people they're not bad people they're just been taken advantage of and and I, and I seem to think that that's the case here and it's just it's just the nature of these demons that operate in DC and that control the Democrat party all right all right go ahead with the video Know that though, huh? But they be pissed they off. They, but they, they don't care. If they do, they kiss the crack of my ass. There's a lot of things um, that I do here, and there's a lot of things that I see with my own eyes. Madison Cards on one line news. They met in a wheelchair. That video that came out with the guy who sent it off the building in the hearing room. Oh, oh yes, I, I saw that. Okay. Yeah. The guy was blackmailed. He was blackmailed. Pretty much. Whoa. So most members. They actually have spouses that are married. They have affairs with other council people, Congress people, Congress members, in office. And they have, like, some parties and stuff. Like, like you talking about sex parties? Yeah, they Whoa. want to talk a lot. So these parties are like, it gets hot and heavy. Yeah, it's like an in-house thing. If you know, you know. If you don't, you don't. But now that yeah. times, everybody in there knows. We but know. they actually, that is a fact. They actually do have these parties. Does that happen a lot? Like people oh. do something sexual and they blackmail? Uh, have you seen that? So, it happens every now and then. But, but they get blackmailed. 
Exactly. That's holy because it's, it's like a, they have a leverage of, like, if you have something like that, it's called leverage. And so what they do, they oh. use against you to get something else. The majority of the members that come wait, I'm always, nine out of ten times, come over from the night before. From the sex party. So, on the voting, you already have a piece of paper that tells you how to vote. Known as a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. It's not a suggestion. It's what we need you to vote. Because we know we have information about you. Right. They have a, a group chat that they tell people how to vote. So, okay, the latest from OKP group. Yeah, yeah, this is huge. But, but the Democrats or whoever this guy interns for is going to come out and insult this guy. I, I guarantee it. They're going to come out and say uh, something negative about this guy or he's lying. Um You know, it's funny. It's funny because Democrats love to use people like this. And then sometimes God has other plans. So, so Titus Warren, a Capitol Hill intern that, that freaks in DC wanted to, uh, use and take advantage of. It turns out he's going to be used as a tool to expose corruption. I hope he sees it that way. But my guess is the, uh, the, the, there's going to be statements made and insults made and, and he'll probably lose his job and he'll be very upset about that. But there you go. The latest from O'Keefe Media Group. I, I mean, how do you, how do you even put this into a perspective other than just telling it like it is? I mean, Madison Cawthorn told it like it is. Titus Warren tells it like it is. It's funny because there used to be talks around here and uh, they didn't last long, but there used to be talks around here where, you know, Alex was like, hey, you, you know, you should just go work in D.C. And I was like, oh, yeah, how about hell no? Because, folks, I mean, even even the small time that I've spent in D.C. with the crew, I mean, even I've been subjected to some of this crap. But it, when you're smart, you identify it like immediately. Like, oh yeah, that hot chick that's saying, hey, come over for an orgy. Like, oh yeah, you're not, you're not working for somebody, obviously. Like, no thank you. I mean, I've even had bartenders that I get to know down there. And when they know someone's coming in that's a shark, they're like, Schroyer, get out of here. So, I mean, it's well known in D.C., but it's all about to come out. So good. Here it goes. Blow the doors open. Cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now, 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone which occurs naturally in our body, but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The supercharged special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. The eugenicists over 100 years ago were very public about their plans. They financed major universities. They ran full-page stories and 
advertisements pushing their propaganda at the New York Times, other major newspapers, that the family as we know it is a bad thing and must be ended. And the first step in that is getting women out of the household and teaching women that cooking dinner and taking care of your sons and daughters and husbands is a bad thing. And I was just sitting here tonight making dinner for my daughter, my four and a half year old daughter. My wife makes dinner a lot of times, but I like to make it as well. I love to make breakfast. And literally, it's the funnest thing on earth to make food for your family and be nurturative and then all sit down together and have that communal event. And that's what the system is attacking and bombarding, is our normal biological actions are coming together. They really are sick, evil, scientific cult of filth that want to domesticate us and turn us into lab rats. We cannot let this continue. I'm not on Team NFL. I'm not on Team NBA. I'm not on Team Olympics. I'm not on Team Globalist or Wokeism in the New World Order. I'm on Team Humanity, ladies and gentlemen, that loves God and loves our families and loves humanity and knows that we're destined to do even more incredible things than we've already done together. And so, inspired by my conversation with Elon Musk recently, where he agreed with my idea to call it Team Humanity, we've launched two limited edition t-shirts at InfoWarsStore.com. Let people know that, hey, it isn't about the football games or it isn't even about the UFC. It's about Team Humanity being under globalist attack. You can wear it. It's a great conversation starter. And you know it's supporting the info war that is at the very tip of the spear in the fight for Team Humanity. Get your limited edition Team Humanity t-shirts right now at InfoWarsStore.com. And I thank you. Hey, let me start by saying you do a great show. Thank you. Hey, let me point out that I took X2 iodine. I started taking that stuff. The best iodine I think I ever found is what you guys are selling. When did you start taking it? About four years ago, I had high blood pressure, and I was on blood pressure medicine. Mm -hmm. And I started eating a little better, but my blood pressure stayed high. And when I took X2 iodine, after about three or four weeks, I think my body detoxified of a bunch of metals and stuff that my body was storing. And my blood pressure came down to perfect level. And I tell people the only thing I did was X2 iodine. And even though I do think all your other products are good, I recommend to anybody that they start with X2 iodine because it detoxifies your body and kind of kicks your natural DNA in, into uh, full force. So in my in my life, I found X2 iodine the best. I tried other iodines and they didn't have the same effect. But so X2 iodine, I really wanted to point that out. Infowars.com forward slash show. some other news I want to cover here before my guest in studio joins me, former FBI agent on the latest January 6th news with a statement, a legal statement from Ray Epps. The mystery of Kamala Harris's true whereabouts on January 6th, why the Democrats are erasing evidence so the Republicans can't see it. On January 6th. And then, of course, the pipe bomber 
mystery. Let's try to put some of these other odds and ends out before we do that, though. Let's go here. Remember yesterday, Joe Biden made the joke that didn't land about Terry McAuliffe being the real governor of Virginia, I guess insinuating that, that there was election fraud and Youngkin didn't actually win when we know how he won. And this is the, the vehicle Republicans need to use. The reason why Youngkin beat McAuliffe is because he got out into the counties and the counties were so overrun with Re- Republican votes that the, the blue areas, the metropolitan areas, uh, the voter fraud that goes down couldn't overwhelm all the votes in the counties and the rural areas. That's the path to victory for Republicans. You can overwhelm the Democrat corruption in the inner cities, in the major metropolitan areas by having people get out and vote in the rural areas. But nonetheless, Peter Ducey asks if this is funny now to Joe Biden in clip six. Different topic. Is election denying a joke now? What do you mean you have to say more than just make a random statement? Hey. Why did the president say, hello, Virginia, and the real governor, Terry McCall? <clears throat> he was making a joke about Terry. He was making What's a joke? joke. He was. I mean, if you play it back, it's clearly that the president was making a joke. What's the joke? He was making a joke about McCall's previous term as governor. How are you guys going to convince people, though, uh, that this idea of denying election results is very bad if President Biden is going out and making jokes like this. He did not deny. He did not deny it. He congratulated Governor Youngkin. Matter of fact, uh, when he won his election, he did it out of the gate. Out of the gate. Really, truly. He, uh, He congratulated the governor. And not only that, We've had opportunities to work closely with the governor over the past couple of years. And, uh, you know, this is a president that works across the aisle. We've oh. seen that uh, many yeah, times. Punches, and he was making arrests, a joke. Persecutes. So they can joke. But see, that that may have been a joke. I'll accept that as a joke. I think it was a joke. But what about when they tried to stop Bush from getting certified and said that it was stolen from Al Gore? What about when they tried to derail Donald Trump's campaign, said it was stolen by the Russians when it was Hillary Clinton. What about Bush again versus John Kerry? So the Democrats actually do deny elections all the time. Stacey Abrams, the list goes on and on. They weren't joking about that, by the way. All right, some other odds and ends. The Ohio legislature has voted against Governor DeWine's HB 86 veto. Transgender mutilation is banned for minors and males are now banned from women's sports in Ohio. So the Ohio governor tried to make it legal to genitally mutilate children and have men competing against women. And it was, uh, gr- I mean, just a massive override, 65 to 28 in the Ohio House, 23 to 9 in the Ohio Senate. So there's DeWine, uh, another rhino, Republican in name only. Plenty of those out there aren't there. NBC News is going after libs of TikTok's Shia Raichik. And, and so this is what this is why what the left does is so dangerous. Here's the NBC News story. Libs of TikTok creator accused of inspiring school board bomb threats named to Oklahoma Library Board, a far-right influencer. Now again, who is the libs of TikTok? All she does is is take videos of liberals on TikTok and publishes them or republishes them. That's it. So they hate their own reflection. A far-right influencer who was accused of instigating bomb threats last year against a school library in Tulsa has been named an advisor to a state library committee 
the head of Oklahoma State Department of Education says. So they don't like that Shia Rychik is taking political action and having victories. But here's why it's so dangerous. They call in liberals, call in bomb threats, and they pose as conservatives so that they can blame people like Shia Rychik. That's what they do. It's called a false flag. They do it all the time, like Jussie Smollett. And then they write a story and they say, see, these people are dangerous. They have to be censored. They have to be arrested when they run the entire thing. And all Libs of TikTok does is repost videos of liberals. That's it. So why don't these people want the world seeing what they promote to kids? Because they know if you see what they promote to kids, you'll be disgusted. Maybe a little confused, like this individual is. Try to keep up here. Try to keep up. Trans man who had mastectomy discovered to be five months pregnant. Uh, making rare seahorse dad. <laughs> when did the seahorse come into play? A transgender man who underwent a mastectomy while transitioning was found to be five months pregnant. <laughs> All right, I can't. These people, these people. Here's one for you. Ex-nude art performer Sue's mama staff turned a blind eye, allowed patrons to fonder, fondle his genitals on multiple occasions. Oh, do you know whose exhibit this was? John Bonifate argues in the suit filed in Manhattan on Monday that his genitals were fondled by five different men on seven different occasions at an exhibit called Marina Abramovich. The artist is present in 2010. Marina Abramovich. But that's part of the art exhibit. That's what she's going to argue. Rape and molestation is part of the art exhibit. Come on, John. Don't you know that's what it's all about? That's what Marina Abramovich does for art. So, yeah, you, you signed up to be part of a Marina Abramovich art. What did you expect? Well, he's suing her now. Or, or, or suing... MoMA. Yeah, these people are freaks. Remember the uh, Democrat emails about Marina Abramovich spirit cooking? Yeah, that was fun. We all remember that. Santo Mayorkas, the Democrat cult. Department of Homeland Security employees worship secretary with votif candles for liberal grants of paid time off from work. But they just love Mayorkas because Republicans are trying to impeach him. So so that's what it is. They don't really know anything about Mayorkas or why they love him. They just know that, oh, Republicans don't like him? Oh, they're trying to impeach him? Then we love him because they're driven by hatred. Not logic or reasoning or common sense or anything. Just raw hatred. Uh, Carrie Lake made this statement about the upcoming election in 24 and the issue of the vote integrity. What do you think about this from Carrie Lake in clip 13? Real quickly, if President Trump wins Arizona, uh, he wins the presidency. If you win Arizona, we win the Senate. Uh, walk me through how you're going to win and help President Trump win Arizona. 
Well, we're going we're gonna to win by getting out the vote. And the vote showed up in 2016. It showed up in 2020. And it's going to show up even bigger in 2024. The people are so tired of what we're seeing at our border. You know, and I got somebody said to me the other day, if they're just going to steal it again, do you think if they could steal it the same way that they would be trying to arrest and indict and stop President Trump? Do you think if they were really comfortable in their steal that they would be able to, that they would be suing me right now, trying to shut me up? You know, there's a reason that they're trying to throw all of these, um, lob all of these bombs at us. And it's because, it's because they, they can't. They can't stop the people. The people are awake. The people are fed up. And the people are going to show up. So we're just going to get out and out campaign everybody else like we did last time. And we're going to make sure that every single ballot that's sent to a home is filled in and sent back. And then we're going to get people to show up as well at the polls on Election Day to vote for President Trump. I think it's interesting. I think it'll be interesting to see. I think the strategy is you get people out in the counties and the rural areas to try to outpace the voter fraud in the metropolitan areas, not to mention just the sheer popularity of Donald Trump and the populism movement behind him. But yet the issue of the vote integrity and the voter fraud is obviously still very real. So I kind of agree and disagree to a point. But there's going to be so much that happens between now and then that who knows what the playing field is even going to look like. I mean, we know what they did with COVID to use mail-in voter fraud, but that's been identified now. And there's going to be even more eyes on the polls for 2024. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America. Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD like Rebel Zen has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. Why do you think the globalists are desperately trying to censor everybody? Why are they attacking myself and Donald Trump and Elon Musk and everybody else? Because they can't get through this giant megalomaniacal power grab if we're here exposing them. But we're not just exposing their operation. In my new book, we give you the solutions to build a new, better world, an alternative to Klaus Schwab's You Will Eat the Bugs. This is The Great Awakening. The plan to defeat the globalist and launch the second great renaissance. It's a companion to my last book that was a number one worldwide bestseller. And this book is even thicker and even more powerful. Get your copy of The Great Awakening today at InfoWarsStore.com. Either signed as a fundraiser, and I thank you for the support, or unsigned. But whatever you do, take action now. We're fighting for you, but we can't keep on if you don't support us. So please, get the historic book now. Go now to InfoWarsStore.com and get The Great Awakening. The Great Awakening at InfoWarsStore. The War Room. InfoWars.com forward slash show.
This broadcast contains subject matter that may offend liberal snowflakes. It's the War Room with Owen Schroyer. Watch the live stream at band.video. Kyle Serafin in studio with us for this hour. Very excited. We're going to get into the January 6th pipe bomber, the Democrats deleting evidence, Kamala Harris's whereabouts, the new videos, and, and the weird response. But uh, I wanted to get Kyle to comment on something first because you're, you're – in fact, you just broke news to me right when you sat down. I want you to break it to the audience in a second. Uh, but you were one of the original whistleblowers talking about how the FBI was targeting Catholics – in in particular, here's what Speaker Mike Johnson had to say about that, and then we're going to get Kyle's response. Here it is in clip eight. You were on the Judiciary and the Weaponization Committee. You know, during that time in the Weaponization Committee, we saw the FBI uh, bring case against uh, the Catholic Church, even putting agents inside of local churches. What more can Congress do to prevent this? Well, Congress has a very important responsibility of, of oversight, and we have to bring accountability for agencies that have been spun out of control. Really, we use the term weaponized because that's exactly what it is. We have uh, agencies that were designed to protect and serve the American people in so many cases in recent years and by the administration have been turned against them, and that's just what the facts show. It's alarming. So we called it out, we've drawn attention to it, and we're demanding accountability for those who are in charge. Okay, so... Kyle, you were part of the original team of FBI whistleblowers that brought this to the attention of the American people. Many testified in front of Congress. Now, Speaker Johnson says we're taking action, accountability. Do you think that's really going on, or do you think there needs to be more? Well, there definitely needs to be more. It's not happening yet. Um, but we are building momentum. You and I were talking just before we get on here. You know, the momentum is building. It has to be, because <laughs> they just keep getting hit in the mouth over and over again. The Bureau... And the brand of the Bureau is just taking overwhelming incoming. And, and what do you do with that other than at some point people are going to have to go, you know what? I, I mean, I, I have agents reach out to me and they say things like the work that I do is good. And I'm not mad at them for that. And they're doing things like working on transnational organized crime and whatever else. But this agency is irredeemable. And that's a really, really tough thing to hear for someone who's on the back end of the last 10 years of their career. And they're looking at what they've been doing for the last decade and change and then just go like, uh, how can I be associated with this? I mean, they're going to have to tell their kids that at some point. And some people are going to, at the probably at the front end of their career, are going to realize this is not what I signed up for. Well, and we've had whistleblowers like yourself and others go in front of Congress. I, I suspect there's going to be, I don't know if more whistleblowers coming forward or it's going to be people leaving the bureau. But you were actually just telling me that uh, there was a there was kind of a troll that just happened at, at the Capitol. Yeah, that's right. So I work with a group that's called Catholic Vote, uh, which is an advocacy group, and they've got a 501c3 and a c4 and some other things. And um, they picked up right away on the problem of the FBI investigating Catholics. That's what they do. And they're lay people. They're not associated with the church. They're just regular people that go to Latin, uh, you know, masses. And so they said, okay, well, if the FBI's got a problem with Latin mass, and they think they're going to call that, you know, uh, analogous to white supremacy, why don't we get a Latin mass said in the Capitol for the first time in history? And so they did that yesterday. On the one year anniversary of that memo being sent out into the field in Richmond. So, you know, there is pushback happening and people are getting more bold. I think that the, the, the big difference is historically people were scared of the FBI, right? 
They either had sort of a respect or they were scared and they were looking around and they're going like, this is an agency or institution that's either fearful or they actually just think um, it's got some vestigial history that we think is good. I think we're moving to the point where people are going, you guys are acting like clowns. We're going to treat you like clowns. We're going to troll you like anybody else. You're not off limits. So gloves are off for some of these people. And and I'm proud that they got that done. The the masks look lovely, by the way. So that's cool. But also the fact that what it says is like, we're not going to be kowtowing to you. We're going to actually do the thing that you said we shouldn't do. Well, and I think maybe there's kind of been a been a been a turn in the spirit of being afraid, let's say, of the FBI to being afraid that if we don't push back against the corruption, not just from the FBI, but but the entire Biden administration or federal government at large, that that's going to be much worse than if we sit back and say, oh, we're afraid. Kyle Serafin in studio. You're not going to want to miss this next segment, folks. Share the links. This is going to be huge. You know, I sit up here and I yell and scream about the New World Order and the globalists. They're planning to get rid of the borders and release a virus and have a global power grab. And you saw it all come true. But there's a inverse of that. There's not just the bad stuff I'm telling you about. There's the good stuff I'm telling you about. And just like our information is the best you're going to find out there, our supplements are amazing. So our new special, the last half of January 2024 is here. It's Real Red Pill Plus and DNA Force Plus, both 50% off. We're calling it the Supercharged Special. You can get either one of these great items at 40% off individually or together for 50% off. Now, the time we have left, I can't tell you why they're so great and what they do for your body. Go to InfoWarsShore.com, look at the ingredients and investigate it, and then get them. It supports the InfoWar and it'll change your life. Take advantage now, InfoWarsStore.com. We are getting crushed in the housing market. We are getting crushed in the automobile market. We are getting crushed in our grocery bills. They're sitting here attacking you, attacking your economy, attacking your culture, attacking your borders. And then they say you're inhumane. We have Kyle Serafin in studio, former FBI agent turned whistleblower and now doing his own podcast and working with a lot of great whistleblowers as well out of the FBI to try to expose some of the corruption going on internally. But but I wanted to have him in studio today and get some of his uh, expertise from his time at the FBI in response to what we've seen with the latest January 6th developments. And I've got quite a few here. We've got the situation with the, the new pipe bomb footage. We've got the situation with now Ray Epps testimony that has just gone public, as well as this whole Kamala Harris mystery about where she was really at on January 6th. But she was in, she was in a meeting. Well, she says she was in a meeting, <laughs> which of course makes sense. She's supposed to be voting for the certification of the votes, but she's in a meeting. She's at the DNC. Oh no, she's at the Capitol. They keep changing their stories. But, but before we get into the, the Kamala Harris angle, cause, cause that'll, spin nicely off the the pipe bomb situation and in fact guys i forgot to send you that footage let's go ahead and pull up that footage that that just got released from the pipe bomb okay so we have new footage thanks to thomas massey's office 
that got released, uh, Revolver News, Darren Beatty released it. I'm sure you've gone through it yourself. And so I just want to kind of get your just base level response to the footage where uh, you have an individual who goes over to – this is Kamala Harris's detail, a Metro Police vehicle yep. with three police inside, and then a Secret Service vehicle. I think there were two Secret Service agents inside is what it appeared. Mm-hmm. Um, this is Kamala Harris's detail at the DNC where they originally lied and, and didn't tell anybody that she was there. And this guy who apparently is a Capitol Police officer who's not in uniform – identifies the pipe bomb, goes and alerts Harris's detail. And this is probably the craziest part of it. And then I want you to go into your response to this. He goes and he tells the law enforcement Secret Service detail that there's a pipe bomb over there. And then he walks right back in front of it. I mean, what? You think there's a bomb? And then you're going to walk right back in front of it? So Kyle, watching this as we play it on the screen, what is your response to this? As a former FBI agent that, that obviously knows what crime scenes look like, what responses look like, what what is your response here? The attitude, the lackadaisical sort of response to this is wild. It's truly wild, and it can lead you uh, one of basically two possibilities, right? Possibility one, massive incompetence. You have no idea what to do. You're shell-shocked. I just saw this thing that looks like a bomb. What happens next? That's one possibility. The other possibility is... I was already told it's not a real bomb. I'm going to behave very uh, casually. So you're either incompetent or you're sort of informed and, and you're working, doing something that makes no sense unless you knew more information. And I think it's fair to say that those are the only two conclusions you can reach at this point. And I would say you might. I'll, I'll never I'll never rule out incompetence. I worked for the well, federal government and, and I don't want to. And that would and people get shell-shocked by all kinds of things. We would call it vapor lock when you're doing training. Something would happen that is outside the boundaries of what you're prepared to respond to, and that's a possibility. And then you go, what the hell do I do? But I would lean into that a bit, and I would say, I don't think that's Secret Service, though. Maybe police? More importantly, they had already found another bomb. They had already set up a safe zone. They had already done a crime scene and a cordon of of minimum safe distances to be able to deal with the one that was at the RNC. So this is not like it's an unexpected possibility. It's pipe bomb number two of the day in a day that had exactly two pipe bombs and a city that had exactly two pipe bombs for like the last year that I'm aware of. So it's not like it's a common thing. And then suddenly this is top of mind awareness to you. So, okay. So it takes them five minutes to even set up a perimeter. They were finishing their sandwiches. Is that an official? Is that an official statement? So my my buddy who's now working with the Blaze, he had been an independent journalist at the time. Uh, this is Steve Baker. He went through hundreds of hours of footage to get this, and I knew this the night before January sixth. I actually flew up to give a speech uh, up in Long Island, and so he had told me we're sitting face to face, and he goes, "Look, this is not public yet, but I've spent all this time. Not only did he uncover that it was the plainclothes police officer that was part of the U.S. Capitol Police, but he also said, "I've seen the footage, and they're working on sandwiches." And they finish the sandwiches. Now, just imagine so you're, that's not a joke. No, I'm not saying that like as a as a like a sly remark. I'm saying the guy supposedly finished sandwiches after being told, "Hey, man, there's an explosive device within 15 feet of you." Now, was the Capitol Police officer off duty? That I don't know. I don't so know that, that I think that's one of the questions that remains. Either way, it was a Capitol Police officer. Plain clothes alerts them. They say, "I got to finish my sandwich." I don't know if he said he had to finish. They just did finish oh, okay. the sandwiches. The sandwiches yeah. apparently were the were the priority. And that doesn't also scream that I'm vapor locked, that I'm what I would call overcome by circumstances. That says like I'm casual, taking it easy. And the real scary stuff in that footage is there's a family with a couple of kids that walk right into yep. that danger zone. Yep. And so if you have that belief, and I don't care if you're off duty or on duty, yep. if you carry a badge 
you have an instinct to protect. It That's why him. you signed it. Yeah, of course. You're not going to let little kids walk by a possible pipe bomb. Well, even he to... walks right in front of it again. Now, here, tell me if I'm crazy because I don't hear anybody else saying this. They, they do mention this. When the, when the camera moves over, this is after five minutes of, of nothing. When the camera moves over, there appears to be a fresh coffee cup sitting on the bench. Now, it, I, this might be me getting a little crazy. Could that have been like a sign? Like somebody put that there and like tipped over like, okay, that's the sign. Like now we go into action. I'm just, I don't know because how do you it's sit on the bench look, and not see it? We, we, we'd have to totally speculate on that. The other possibility is, is who's sitting there. Right. How did you get a sweep of a secret service detail coming in with dogs and everything else? How, how did you miss this pretty obvious thing you can almost see on the camera? Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's buried. Mm-mm. It's sitting at, atop. Part of it on yeah. So when he walks back over, he's taking that iconic picture with his cell phone yeah. that we've all seen on social media and that's gone out and you know that's been the picture that people associate with the pipe bomb. That's where it came from. That was him walking back in front of supposedly a live explosive device, which didn't seemed too concerned. Generally not advised. Yeah. yeah, didn't seem too concerned. It's not like he was part of the bomb squad. It's not for, suited up. Yeah, we didn't see any any protective gear. Mm-hmm. Okay, <laughs> now because we're trying to put all the pieces here. And, and I don't have as much investigative experience as you, but okay, I'm just looking at this from, from a layperson that has common sense. If you're taking five minutes to respond to this, like you said, you're either criminally negligent or you have some form of information to know there's no reason to panic at this point. Well, if that's the case, let's say now let's lean into the latter. If they already knew that that was not a real bomb and it was part of something else, they, because, look, folks, they make mistakes, too. They're, I mean, this is a tough – believe me, l- let's say this was a total Fed surrection. That's a tough thing to pull off. I mean, yeah. this is not an easy operation for them to have all these moving parts and pull it off. I think, that, you know, they can make mistakes, too. So they might have moved too soon. The, the, the identifier of the pipe bomb might have moved, you know, 30 minutes too soon or whatever because he wasn't supposed to notify them till 140, which was supposed to be the 20-minute mark till the certification, which was supposed to be when the timer said when the bomb was supposed to go off. So that's why they might have been sitting in their cars, you know, finishing their hoagies is because they were like, hey, we're not supposed to move yet, right? We're not supposed to move yet. And then they're like, well, now he's just called it in. And now we have to move. It's always like this is the, 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 the problem. When we don't have a federal government that's being transparent and honest with us, we're completely left to speculation. The other problem is, is that we have an awful lot of coincidences that don't seem to line up. Like, how come we can't find the cell phone date on this? Right. The cell phone data was supposedly they did a geofence. They were able to find every single person that went into the building. It can find people with an earlobe. Right. Yes, of course. They can identify people with the earlobe recognition, even though he's wearing a mask or whatever, and all this kind of stuff. And then we can't find the one person in the least crowded time at night. Right. Doing the single most terroristic act on supposedly the darkest day in our nation's history on multiple cameras. Correct. How do we not? How can we not track that person? And then we hear from from Steve D'Antuano, who is the former assistant director in charge of the Washington field office, who was my boss's boss's boss or something to that effect. He was a couple of levels above. Me. He was the guy in charge of the field office. Was that the that. same guy that was in the Whitmer case? Oh, weird. Isn't that weird? Yeah, yeah. He yeah, originally had the, the fake guy. Whitmer kidnapping plot, and then he gets moved to this. Right. So he was in Detroit. He was the special agent in charge there. We had a last minute, uh, uh, you know, low notice retirement of the of the ADIC in front of him. Uh, assistant director in charge at Washington Field. So D'Antuano gets that job. Now he's in. Now he's in charge of what ends up being January 6th. And 
The, the strange thing is, I guess if you're is, the master of entrapment, you know, you, you bring him in for this operation. Well, I think it's worth being fair to people because we can be as conspiratorial, and I, I don't think he's a good agent. I don't think he did a good job, and I have some personal beef with him for some stuff he did to some friends of mine. So, like, I'm not real partial to that. But in fairness, the person at the top of the food chain for all the FBI uh, offices, they generally don't know what's going on with all of the cases at all the times. They're not running those cases daily. Well, sure, there's like 20,000 agents or more, and I'm sure even more cases. So there's – yeah, there's a couple thousand cases being worked out of that field office. But let's be also really clear. Isn't it interesting that when you have Chris Ray out there, I don't know, I can't recall, I don't remember, I don't have that information. Maybe we can get back to you, Congressman. All that is always pretty common. It feels like they do that on purpose, where they're compartmentalized to the point where these people don't actually know anything, or they're at least they're saying that, and nobody could prove otherwise because they're well, not cracking FBI well, look, files. And, and they do know, and and I happen to have <laughs> some, I happen to have some intimate information because of because of my litigation dealing with this. And some of the attorneys I've spoken with, which, I mean, it would have been off the record, but Clay Higgins and some other members of Congress basically made it public so I can talk about it now. They argued, the federal government argued in some of these cases that there were so many confidential informants in the ground that to to make a request to, to give them a number would be impossible. That was their response. They said, defense teams would say, hey, well, how many confidential informants did you have? And they would say, well, we don't have the answer. The judge would say, okay, we'll get the answer. They'd come back in court and they'd say, well, the number is so high, we can't give it to you. And so now Clay Higgins and others have come out and they've said they believe it was at least 300 uh, agents, either confidential informants or, or directly in the federal agencies were on the ground that day. Let's take the conspiracy out of it for people because there's really, really obvious reasons why that would be. It doesn't make it good. It just makes it so we can make it more tangible, right? Every single field office has a counterterrorism mission, all right? There's a, either a, a, a GS-15 or there's an SES that's in charge of counterterrorism. That's what they do. And all of them are running cases. There's 56 field offices for the FBI. So they're all running cases in their area. And that could be in Iowa, and there's going to be some in New York. There's going to be some in Miami, et cetera, et cetera. Everywhere you go, the FBI is working counterterrorism cases. They all have a quota, which should probably not surprise people at this point, but that's true. And then based on the number of cases they open in certain types – and the way that they're worked and the techniques that they use, whether this be a Title III wiretap or using FISA or using physical surveillance or so on, they are incentivized with a bonus structure that pays out the top person in that field office to the tune of like thirty dollars to $50,000 a year. So, so, it's there's a big an incentive, so there's an incentive and a quota margin. Correct. That it's like the old argument. Well, if I have to give out 50 speeding tickets a month but nobody's speeding, well, well then what, do I, what am I going to do? Yeah, you're going to find some speeders. That's what's going to happen. So in this case, the FBI is incentivized because of the system that they use, and that's been going on for a little while now, this, this stats-based system. Uh, they call them statistical accomplishments. But because that's been going on for a while, every one of those 56 field offices is incentivized to have people infiltrated into various types of groups that are going to generate certain types of cases. In this case, they're 266 cases which I'm sure there's one on you. There's definitely one on me. We all have this sort of thing going on. These are intelligence-based cases. They're not criminal, by the way. They're intelligence for counterterrorism because you are an anti-government, anti-authority, violent extremist, or you are a militia violent extremist, or you're a white supremacist, or whatever. They have all these different labels on them. But what they do is they go and they, they create these cases. They get sources into them because they need sources for that accomplishment. And then when those sources travel to January 6th, we found out just after January 6th, we're following a guy. And we don't know what he did, but they were like, oh, he was involved in something. So we're following him. That's what we did. That was my team. My team was a surveillance team. So here we are outside of this thing. And what happens? He gets into his car. He starts driving home at like 10 o'clock at night from Loudoun County. And we followed him. We followed him all the way through Maryland, first all the way through Virginia, then through Maryland, then into West Virginia. We're like six hours deep into this surveillance, right? 
It's in the middle of the night. The guy's exhausted. I, we could tell we actually had him pulled over because he was weaving between lanes and I thought he was going to kill the kids in the backseat. So I, you know, life first. And so we get this done. We find out six hours away from base, eight hours away from base in the middle of the night that uh, they had a tracker on the car the whole time. But the agent that was running the case, which was not in the area that we were in, didn't report that to the command post. It was an absolute, you know, disaster area of, of failure to deconflict cases. So the fact that they don't have a good number means that they would have to go through every single case, every single source, and find out if all those sources who reported maybe not being there because they got scared, they'd have to figure out all that thing. It's possible they can't even get that number. And I'm sure 300 is like, that's not crazy to me. Figure that's, that's three per office. That's nothing. That's well, and, but, and I think too, it just shows you that there was an overwhelming, not just presence of federal agents or confidential informants there, but there was an overwhelming incentive to be there and be involved, whether that was nefarious uh, for nefarious reasons or for surveillance reasons or or for any other reasons. But I think what we learned too, and, and this is why this is why the the fake plot to kidnap the governor I think is so important. And then there was the um, Nuremberg Four. I forget what it is. It was another FBI the Newberg. The, yeah, the Newberg Four, where mm-hmm. they just released the final guy from that. Yep. And the judge excoriated the FBI for their entrapment. Um, the judge said the major conspirator in that case was the federal government. Well, but that's that's so. See, that's the big development here. Where, okay, there's clearly an incentive with these cases for federal agents to provocateur these events. Why wouldn't we suspect that could have happened on January 6th? So there's not just a, uh, it's not just that there's a incentive. It's a, it's a well-established playbook. Okay. And interestingly enough, and this is an opportunity for people in your audience to reach across the aisle. I keep telling people this, one of the things I say on my podcast all the time, go meet your neighbors. You don't, they're not your enemy. It turns out the enemy is actually the game. It's not the people that are in it. And and your neighbors are not your enemies. They can actually get behind this because there's a guy named Trevor Aronson, and he wrote a book called The Terror Factory, which I'll recommend to you and recommend to the audience. It's over 10 years old. And the, the story was is post 9-11, there was a massive push to go after Muslims in this country, some of whom were justifiable, but they ran out of them. When you run out of justifiable cases, you do exactly what's been going on in the last couple of years on people that are in the, let's call it patriot movement that the government will brand as anti-authority or anti, you know, anti-government types. When you have that motivation, you take exactly the same thing. And what you do is you find people that have low IQ or they have uh, low finances. They're down on their luck. They're in a bad spot. We're just describing Gretchen Whitmer really easily, but it's, it's the same thing for all these others. And then you offer them an opportunity from someone who is a friend. And that friend is either an FBI asset, what we call a confidential human source, or it's an FBI agent. And when that person asks you to do something, then you do it. Why? Because you don't want to let your friend down. And if that means you got to plant a bomb and get some money and that you guys have this great plan worked out and you found some financiers and we're going to get some money from ISIS or Al-Qaeda or whoever it is, it just turns out all that money comes from the federal government and all the fake bombs come from the federal government and all the capabilities of doing the plot come from the federal government. And so that's what this judge just said is that like – None of this could have happened without the furtherance of the FBI. It's not seen as entrapment because as long as that agent or that CHS gives you an opportunity to say no, they're like, look, are you sure you really want to do this? And you go, yeah, man, I'm in. The minute that happens, they've basically said, well, now we're not entrapping them because we gave an opportunity to say no. But the person was saying no to their friend, an undercover or an asset. Which could be their only friend. It could be most their only friend Most likely is their only friend. Yeah. Most likely is. And so how much work, though, goes into – 
identifying or or using some sort of a dragnet to find those people, or is it just it works out that those are the individuals that kind of gravitate towards them? These are targets of opportunity, right? So there is a net. Of course, there's a net, and the net is usually online. It's basically like go troll through the Reddit forums, go on 4chan or 8chan or whatever it is that people are on saying things that are dumb. And basically, and, and I've said this multiple times, it's my favorite kind of thing, but it's like any time that you find somebody who agrees with all your worst ideas, especially your violent ones, and they're willing to help you carry them out for the exact amount of money that you have because they already looked into your bank account and they know what you can afford, you know, yeah. that, that's a Fed. That's what that is. That's a Fed. That's either a, an informant or it is an agent that is working, and they're going to always introduce you to somebody that's going to be able to help you out. There's always a bomb expert or a weapons guy or somebody else. That's the undercover. The undercover comes in and does this thing, and it's like... If you have no other, if you have no other outreach to society because you are living in a basement and you don't have a pot to piss in, literally, like the guys did in the in the Whitmer case, that's what we're talking about. We're talking or about you people. already have some sort of a you know a mental issue or you're trying to be on that. drugs. Autistic kids. We've seen sixteen year olds that have been literally baited for two years until they're they're the age of majority where they can go. Oh, now you're eighteen. Now we're going to talk you into flying into Jordan to go fight for ISIS or something crazy. And that's what we they did. did that too. They did. That was a recent story that yeah, just these went aren't up. made up. These are these yeah. are real world examples. Yep. Uh, and they happen over and over again. And unfortunately, the terror factory, it's just been applied. So I think my disagreement with Trevor Aronson, I've told him this to, you know, on, on the phone. My disagreement is that he thinks it's because of racial animus, that it's about black and brown people. But it's not. It's just about people that generate statistical accomplishments. Well, like you said, once once they ran out of Muslims to target, well, what are you going to do? It reminds me, and this was kind of, you know, people said that this was political commentary at the end of Dark Knight, if you recall, when he's got the big sonar system, and then after he finishes using it to catch the Joker, he destroys it, right? And the whole the whole message was, okay, whatever, use the system to find the bad guys, but then you get rid of the system. You don't you don't keep using it to find innocent people after that, right? Um, but but okay, with three minutes left till the break here, so what what conclusions, if any? Or, or what assumptions, if any, would you would you leap to after seeing the pipe bomb footage, the response with the with the background we already have, your background in investigating, where where do you go as far as what you think happened? I'm not sure that I've even gotten that deep into it. I, I kind of am focused on what you know, what do we know and what specifics can we keep piecing together? We never have proof positive. That's the thing. We have evidence of certain things, and there's some evidence that would suggest that this is like a plan me. Right. That uh, either people go into the Capitol because they're being incited to or because they're interested in their own volition or they made that plan somewhere else. Some good actors, some people that like some people did some dumb things that day. We have to agree on that. Um, some people probably go to jail for punching cops. That's OK, too. I don't feel comfortable saying that the guys that got into the fights with cops that pick that fight are totally without blame. However, what's going on in the background where we have a Capitol Police officer who's seen a bomb, allegedly, then acts really you know gentle about it and is not freaking out. And then nobody seems to act like it's a real bomb. We've already found another bomb somewhere else. They did the right thing. They set up that that perimeter. So we can only be led to believe that this was part of somebody's plan. God knows what the plan was, right? Uh, Kamala Harris was in there. Why is Kamala Harris not crowing to the to the hilltops that I was almost a victim and everybody's racist? Why did that Capitol Police officer not get an award for his bravery and his heroism for taking a picture of that bomb and finding it and spotting it? And his eagle eyes saved the life of the future vice president. Why did none of that stuff happen? So we have more questions than we have answers, but they lead us down a particular road and they're shutting off some of the other roads. And it leads down to like, is this a plan B? Um, this is something that Thomas Massey brought up. Was it a potential diversion? Was it meant to sucker in more Capitol Police resources? You know, 
it doesn't matter what the real answer ends up being other than we are not being told the truth. So it's one more log on the fire that says we have a federal government that's lying to us and they are basically building. And here's what I think really was going on. I think that everybody that's been arrested for January 6th, with very few exceptions, were arrested on criminal complaints. And those criminal complaints are incredibly broad. They say all the things that happened on those days to include found explosives, which sounds really scary if you're reading them. And the judge, who's the magistrate judge who has to sign off on the arrest warrant, they're seeing, oh, well, there were bombs involved. There was a riot. You know, now everybody knows it. But when they were first signing these things out, they were talking about how there was explosive devices. That ups the ante when you start putting in the weapons of mass destruction kind of thing. There were explosives that were indiscriminate weapons. That moves the needle at the beginning, at least to start really going after these people more aggressively than would otherwise make sense for, like, let's say, a misdemeanor trespassing charge, which people got. Well, I want to get more into the timeline because I never really thought of it like a plan B. But now that you say that, I could actually see this because I have a pretty good idea of of the timeline of how this all worked out and including not just the entrapment of the people that were there at the Capitol when the breach happened, when Ray Epps is standing there and others, but, I mean – there could be a theory here that they were trying to entrap us as well, but I'll get that on the other side of the break with Kyle Serafin in studio, FBI whistleblower. Don't go anywhere. Share this broadcast with friends and family, and we'll be right back. Cellular damage from a type of free radical known as reactive oxygen species can cause decreased cellular function. DNA Force Plus contains what are believed to be the most beneficial ingredients to remedy this. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. The main ingredient in the Real Red Pill Plus is pregnenolone which occurs naturally in our body, but decreases with age. Low levels of pregnenolone are associated with fatigue and low brain function. The Real Red Pill Plus is also full of essential trace minerals to synergistically support optimal cognitive function. Now 40% off at InfoWarsStore.com. Get them both today at 50% off. The Supercharged Special. Support your health and support the InfoWar at InfoWarStore.com. Winter isn't coming. Winter is here. And while the sun isn't helping us produce as much vitamin D, do yourself a favor and try InfoWars Life Winter Sun Plus. Winter Sun Plus is a powerful vitamin D-based formula bringing you straight vitamin D3 free of toxic chemicals, allergens, preservatives, artificial colors, and GMOs. Our vitamin D3 formula supports the body's natural immune system, promotes calcium absorption for healthy bones and teeth, and helps sustain healthy tissue and systems of the body. In addition to the vitamin D, Winter Sun Plus includes vitamin K and E to enhance the formula and provide you with even more whole body support. And all these vitamins are presented in a way that is both delicious and easy to absorb. When the winters come, they come cold. So weather the storm and supplement with Winter Sun Plus at InfoWarsStore.com. 29 years on air. All I've wanted to do was warn the people about the globalist. And I've done the best job I can to tell the truth and been accurate. And we are on record as the most accurate there are. And I've tried to sell products to fund ourselves. Unlike other communist revolutionaries that rob banks and kidnap people, we don't do that. 
We try to bring you products that really work. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm scared of this product. It's so powerful. This is the breakdown product after your cells process it of folic acid, methylfolate with high quality organic B-complex. This stuff is rocket fuel. It's not a stimulant. It energizes your cells and that everything else you take just supercharges it. It's so insane. It's foundational energy. The strongest formula out there at InfoWarsStore.com. It doesn't just energize this operation against the tyrants. It energizes you. Get foundational energy now. We have not had this many of our best-selling products back in stock in years because of supply chain breakdowns and all the rest of the stuff that's going on. And these are game-changing products. It's like our information's game-changing. These products are incredible. And I'm personally glad that these are now back in stock. All three of the InfoWars Platinum flagship products that have been sold out for months are now back in stock, but a very limited run because we only had a budget to get Three or 4,000 bottles of each one of these. I think we've got 4,000 bottles of the HGH Max Boost that people love so much. We've got about 4,000 bottles of 1776 Testosterone Boost that just came in. And we've got about 3,000 bottles of Pain MD, incredible natural pain reliever situation. All three of these are back in stock, and they're incredible, and they fund our operation at InfoWarsStore.com. Infowars.com forward slash show. The show that digs deeper than the rest. Welcome to the War Room with Owen Schroyer. All right, so we're having a great conversation off here, but putting different thoughts are turning in my mind, too, because, you know, the best the best plans of mice and men can go array. I mean, I was explaining, and we'll get into the timetable of this, I was explaining... To Kyle Howe, I mean, even even our plans for that day basically kind of got thrown to the wind. And you don't even work for the government. <laughs> I, I hope I never work for the government. <laughs> I might be the government's bitch, but that's a different story. So we were basically delayed like an hour in, in our uh, approach to the Capitol. And if we would have been on time, it felt like we were kind of being set up. It felt like the, the, the federal agencies were trying to set us up and lead us to the Capitol when the barricades were getting broken down. But because even, you know, even we're discombobulated and discoordinated so many times with our security and then somebody's got to go to the bathroom and then Alex wants to do this or I want to do this, but security says we need to do this. We were like an hour or so delayed from even going to the Capitol that day. So, I mean, even we were kind of discombobulated and, and thank God for it. Otherwise we might have been walking up when Ray Epps and the others were right there when the when the barricades were going down. And so, you know, maybe the federal government kind of has a problem as far as their organization is concerned. But let, let's get into the timeline here. So 2 o'clock is when the certification is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. Kamala is supposed to be there voting. This is the biggest day of her life, right? You'd think that she'd want to be there. What is she doing at the DNC unless there was some alternative agenda there with the bomb sitting outside, right? So maybe it's a, it's a plan B to draw – officers away from the Capitol, because I was thinking, too, when we were there in November, which I think that one, legitimately, the November march might have surprised people. I mean, we were stunned at how many people were in D.C. in November. I mean, hundreds of thousands. I mean, it was an incredible day. Um, but in with, with the Trump event, everybody knew there was going to be at least half a million people there. I mean, that was obvious. It was going to be a huge day. Well, that's the big thing. It was pre-planned, right? There was plenty of advance notice. There were permitted events. 
That's a big difference than a spontaneous protest that happens out of nowhere. Which, by the way, happened like every week or two in Washington D.C. That's standard. When you- so we were stunned though because we were in front of the we were in front of the Supreme Court building and there was literally no security. Like there was just a barricade set up, and there were some people kind of grumbling, like, "Hey, let's let's take the Supreme Court building. Let's take the Supreme Court building." And I was like, "No, no, no! Don't do that! Don't go over the barricades! Don't go over the barricades!" I mean, nobody really talks about that, but since you bring that up, I, I figured I would. Uh, but so anyway, so talk about okay, is it a Plan B? Is it meant to draw assets away from the Capitol in case they couldn't get people to breach? It could be any of them. So let's let's rewind it just a little further back. You talk about planned versus unplanned. When you have planned events, that gets into the territory of what we call the NSSE, which I kind of told you a little bit about. Yeah, right? And I'm going to give it to you as straight as possible. NSSE, as my recollection, it stands for National Special Security Event. The FBI's Washington field office has a whole squad that deals with this. Like, that's all they do is national events. They plan for it. Now, imagine uh, anybody, if you have the Super Bowl come to your town, that's an NSSE. If you have the State of the Union, which happens every single year, it's an NSSE. Okay, and the way that it works is, is that by statute and by uh, policy, the Secret Service is the lead agency. Whenever you have, like, a bunch of things going on, a bunch of law enforcement, a bunch of government agencies, you need someone to take the lead. Secret Service has the lead for all NSSEs. All you do is declare, this is an NSSE, and then it's game on. Then we roll out a plan, and the plan equals unlimited overtime for the locals. They love it. It's good. So D.C. Metro PD, everybody can be on staff. You can sit on a bag and have your riot gear, or you can be in the riot, and no, you still get paid. So that's really good. The local SWAT teams that are going to come in and help, that's the same thing, response and so on. Every single asset gets put into play because this is a national special security event, and that's how we do it. So you've got FBI teams that are going to be in plain clothes. I've done this before. I was there for Trump's inauguration. In plain clothes, walking around, looking for Antifa and found them and actually arrested an Antifa guy. So that happens all the time. Then we have what's called I-teams. These are investigative teams. These are two agents that are dressed like this. And they go out and they do the interview after the so-called like undercover or the, you know, covert surveillance guys are seeing the bad actors, people that are infringing on First Amendment liberties. We deploy some resources. Um, the Department of Energy is out there sweeping for dirty bombs and stuff. You've got the dive team from the FBI is out on boats. They're looking at all the bridges to make sure nobody does anything terroristy. So all of these things roll out and you use them and it ha- it's not a big deal. You just go, okay, this is a special security event because this is a big deal. And we want to make sure all the assets are in play. We didn't see the National Guard, right? I know Cash Patel's talked about that quite a bit. And we didn't see an NSSE declared. I've never heard anyone say why. That's news to me. Now, we, we, we do now know that Trump did look for extra security that day. That's on record. It was, it was stood down Capitol Police. It was stood right. down National Guard. But this is another angle this I've never heard. This is the normal of. protocol. This happens, like I said, happens multiple times a year. So it's not that Fourth of July, big parades. You set up all your resources. If that was the case, and I was on leave on January 6th, I was up in Maryland doing a shooting course. But if I, if I wasn't, because it was an NSSE, I would have been sitting at the Park Police headquarters, what they call the Eagle Nest. I would have been sitting there next to the helicopter with my team, ready to task out on somebody who's bad who needs to be watched. That was my job at the time. We would have had six to eight armed agents that would deploy out and we'd follow bad guys or, you know, potential terrorists or whatever. That was our gig. We didn't get deployed on that. I was able to take leave. Usually it's like a leave is canceled thing. Anybody who's been in the military knows what those, you know, sort of everybody is uh, on call. And and that didn't happen. And why that didn't happen is still beyond me. Like I said, I've never heard it answered properly. This should have been something that the Secret Service declared, and they did not. Well, okay. It leaves all these open questions. That also tells you why you had so little resources. So the, the plan B, which we're, we're getting to, you have a plan B option where you've already got low resources because you haven't got everybody on standby. Now you got it. Let's say you got a bomb. Well, what's the priority? of uh, people who are protesting outside of a place where there's permitted stuff and a bomb. Or you go two to the, bombs. You go to the bombs, 
right? You got to set up minimum safe distances. You got to set up probably a 300 foot possible blast radius where everybody can be safe. You evacuate all the areas. You got to go door to door and make sure nobody's near a window. You got to bring in a bomb squad. Like that's a lot of resources. People are stopping traffic in every area. So if you do a plan B that draws a bunch of people away, what does it leave? It leaves your other place, you know, vulnerable. So the concept of a plan B that if they don't get rowdy here at the Capitol, which is, we're speculating 100%. But if you don't get rowdy at the Capitol and we want to give people a reason that they can think that they can do it, you talked about the Supreme Court having open doors. They had one set of barricades and nobody was there. Nobody. It was stunning. I was sitting there like, wow. And you think you could have got up to the doors? Oh, easily. People were people were suggesting we do it, and Alex, I remember I remember it. It was a, it was a beautiful day in November. Nobody was expecting the event to get that big, and it ended up being huge. And we're standing there at the Supreme Court, I mean, basically getting smashed into these barriers. And I think some people were just like, "We need room to breathe. Like, let's just move the barriers so we can expand. We can't breathe here." And Alex was like, "No, no, don't get rid of the barriers. We can't go over the barriers." And I remember it like it was yesterday. I can hear that. But, but here's the crazier thing: because the permits, because because Alex and some other individuals work together to get permits to have speaking events that day. Right. So we had a permanent event on, I don't remember what side of the Capitol, we'll just say, let's just say northeast side of the Capitol, whatever it was. We had a permit and a stage set up, and part of the part of the conversation leading up to that was, is it going to be worth it? Because these are expensive things. I mean, to get these permits and get these stages set up, it's very expensive. So part of the, part of the, the debate was, well, is it going to be worth it? Are there going to be people there that day? And it was pretty much determined immediately like, oh, no, this is going to be a big event. There's going to be hundreds of thousands of people there. It'll be worth it to get this stage set up and have these speakers. So it was like, okay, green light it. So it wasn't like they didn't expect that, especially once Trump announced that he was going to have his speaking event. But you know what? I just had another thing come to mind, and I haven't heard anybody talk about this yet. It just shows that the whole pipe bomb thing was clearly a false flag. Who puts a pipe bomb in visibility under a park bench. Nobody. It doesn't even make sense. Well, look, we got it up on the screen over here where you can kind of see what it is. But like, well, it, it looks like it's like somebody went to the FBI training headquarters and just pulled it right out of there. It looks like every training bomb that's ever been put out there. Have you seen those before? Not with the FBI. I saw them when I was in the military. Like, okay. so like you have but, seen them. But the idea of having a, a dummy IED improvised explosive device like they're everywhere anytime you do explosives training it's like this is the most basic rudimentary level what do you need you need a casing that also has some fragmentation capabilities you need an explosive thing you need an initiator whether it's electric or non-electric so that's a fuse or it's going to be a you know a battery that hits a a blasting cap or something to start it and then you need some way to initiate it either remotely or you're going to you know trigger it by hand you'd still have to be in 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 the area to do that i mean it's not like it's gonna have a large so man wire is one way you can do it so you actually push a button or whatever you you initiate a charge then you can do it remotely with cell phones and stuff like that the people who are overseas saw this all the time and then the the other possibility is is that you have it on a timer now timer is the least precise way of doing it it's also the easiest thing to set up as like a here's how it could look and do those egg timers have uh, 24 hours no, of uh, no, capability? Of okay, I'm just making sure. I didn't think so. <laughs> but uh, the way it was described to us, because the first thing that happened, because my team, my, my surveillance team was put on this case. And, and when I say that, I mean, we weren't doing the, the ground investigative work. We were doing the out in the field, running down the leads and following someone that was a person of interest at the time, of which I've never heard anything about it again. But consider the person of interest. The first thing you want to know, if you are a surveillance agent, you're armed, you're going after a potential bomber, what do you want to know? Were the bombs real? Were they operational? And the answer we got back was no. The answer we got back was that they were inert. In fact, as as my recollection, which I tweeted out today, looked very bomb-like. You know? Well, they want the training materials to look... To look very bomb-like, yeah. but they don't have to be real. Right. 
So whether it was a training or it was a dummy bomb or somebody just saw it because like anybody could make this. I mean, whether it's FBI or not is irrelevant. Um, the, the information that I, and I can't remember who told me this now because some of this stuff kind of, you know, you don't know what's important at the time. This is going back, what now three years. Uh, but I recall having conversations where someone said, uh, they even traced like DHS training materials, specifically like the explosive residue was DHS related or came off a DHS contract. Now I can't f- figure out who it was. I've asked a couple of people, hey, did you tell me that? And they're like, I don't remember. <laughs> like, I don't think so. But it doesn't make a difference because if it's a dummy bomb and they knew that right away, why did the FBI go out and say that these were viable devices? And I think that actually, and I, I just talked about this in, uh, in, on DC radio. Um, the question is this viability. What does that mean to the FBI? You know, I had somebody tweeted at me. They said, I have a minivan and if it had six ounces of gas, it's a viable way to get to the airport. But if the airport's an hour away, you're not getting there. So having a black cat or a small amount of explosive device from like a firework, that makes it viable, but does it make it lethal or even potentially lethal? No. So are they may, are they playing with words, which they always do? That's the, that's the classic, you know, senior executive of the FBI does that. And it's not just the FBI, plenty of government people do it, but are they just making this up? Like they said viable when they knew it wasn't actually like an actual explosive. And we were told they weren't real right up front. That's something that we heard. Interestingly enough, the guy who was in charge, Steve D'Antuano, who we've referenced before, 